0: In my chest and he pulls open his shirt and he's got all these eggs hanging out of his chest and they just suddenly <laughs> burst open um, and uh, he's got baby spiders crawling all over him and then for some reason like the mother comes and then just eats him you know with the baby still <laughs> on him <laughs> <Good point>. <laughs> what, <laughs> what so then? what was the point in uh, yeah. <laughs> laying eggs in his chest
1: yeah
2: that's gross <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> I thought this was a PG-13 movie.
3: <laughs> well, there's
0: no guts, so... Oh, it's bloodless. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's kind of bloodless. But. Yeah. Still, though. Little. Anyway.
2: <clears throat> okay, well... Uh, yeah, if
0: you don't like spiders, I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sounds, like,
2: sounds like nightmare fuel. Uh But uh, speaking of Nightmare Fuel, yes, this is the LO Gaming Podcast. Welcome to all who are joining us. (laughs) Hope you enjoy that little (laughs) bit of spider talk. But anyway, yes, my name is James, and I'm joined by by my brother, John. And we brought a third wheel with us today, and that is our good buddy, Brandon. How's everybody doing?
0: Hey! I'm not the third wheel.
3: That's <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll be the third wheel. Yeah. I'm for support.
1: <laughs>
3: so it's That's a while. where you
0: shine the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's been a while since this
2: trio has been, been uh, together to talk about anything substantial. Oh, so yeah. this could be, uh, th- this whole um, episode could be a bunch of rabbit trails of going down memory lane somewhere around the somewhere along the way, but, you know, but that's okay. I I, I welcome that. Uh, I I welcome that conversation. But anyway, what we're talking about today is uh, John came up with this idea for this episode, and I thought it was a great idea. He found an old top 100 games list of all time written way back in 2007 uh, by the website IGN, which everybody should know what that is now, I would think. I hope so. Yeah, I mean, they're only the biggest games (laughs) journalism website uh, in the world right now, I think. But, um, anyway, we just thought it would be really fun to take a look at that uh, list that is, what, 13 years old? No. Well, yeah, probably about 13 years old, 14 years old now. And uh, we thought we'd start at 100 and make our way to the top and yeah, and a lot of these games we're not gonna like go really in depth in because we only have so much time and the other part is some of some of the games we're not just not that familiar with, but we are gonna have some interesting conversation I think. And um so I guess you guys ready to go?
0: Yep. Yeah. Okay. Oh, um so <laughs> can I say something real quick before we get started? Sure. Okay, so um First of all, uh, I wanted to apologize uh, to all of our listeners and to you, James, um, for the last uh, podcast that we did, which was um, on the Nintendo Direct. And, um, you know, as I was listening to that uh, podcast again, uh, I realized that there was this portion when we were talking about um, the game Neon White. Right.
1: Uh,
0: And, um, you know, James, you started talking about the game and introducing it and sharing a few you know, thoughts on it. And um, to be honest, when you were talking about it, um, I was not listening at all. I was uh, (laughs) watching different parts of the um, direct again to kind of refresh my memory. So I wasn't listening to you at all. And uh, when I went back and listened to the podcast, it was kind of hilarious because as you were introducing the game, you said, yeah, This game looks, it looked like an on-rails first-person shooter at first, but after doing some research, I found out that it's not. It's more of a high-speed platformer, and uh, so, John, what do you think? And since I wasn't listening, I was like, yeah, it looks like an on-rails first-person shooter. (laughs) (laughs) uh
1: I was like, oh, as
0: I listened to it again, I was like, ah. Oh. So,
1: what a jerk. Uh, I apologize for uh, uh,
0: putting out, yeah, less than less than a, a sufficient quality material. So uh,
1: you and already. then
0: wh- <laughs> yeah, I just had to just had to get that off my chest. But, um, yeah. Back on to topic, though. So this list that i found on the uh top 100 games of all time so it's it's actually listed 2007 but uh the list was made like in january of 2007 so it actually doesn't include any games from 2007 it's up until 2006 okay um so the ps3 released at the end of 2006 and none of the big games had come out yet before it um so this list even though it says even though we're saying and it's 2007. There's no PlayStation 3 titles for it. Um, none of the big games from 2007, which includes some really good ones like Bioshock, um, yeah. Uncharted, uh, Mario Galaxy. Um, none of those games will be on this list. So it's, it's actually up until 2006. So just wanted to say that before we get started.
2: Okay, so we sh- it should be titled... Uh, rather, it should be titled IGN's Top 100 Games of All Time as of January
0: 2007. Right, <laughs> right. Okay, right. So.
2: okay yeah, then. Yeah. that's good to know. I guess we have that clarity out of the way. Uh, so, Brandon, would you like to start with uh, number one hundred?
3: Ah uh, yes, I, I think I'm pronouncing <laughs> this correct. Um, the game is called Archon: The Light in the Dark.
2: Yeah, so uh, we, we were talking about this game a little bit earlier. Um, we're all three of us. This game was way before our time. <laughs> yeah. So, and it, it's funny because when this uh, this game popped up on, at 100, I, I got a little bit worried at first. I was like, Oh man, how many of these games in this top 100 am I not going to know anything about? And so, and for most of people listening, yeah, I'll just read the descriptor here. Uh, This gem for Atari's 8-bit PCs, so not the Atari 2600 or any of those original kind of what we would consider consoles. This is the old 8-bit PC systems that they used to bring out. So this would be uh, in line with, the like home PCs, like uh, like the really early uh, Macintosh computers and Commodore 64s, and uh, the Japanese MSX uh, systems. So this is a really, really old game. (laughs) But it goes on to say it's one of the first-genry hybrids, part board game and part action game. Archon mixes fast-paced combat with the slower pace of a turn-based strategy sim. So... Really, when you read that, it actually sounds pretty cool.
3: But it sounds like an RPG, honestly. Yeah, it does.
2: And um, <laughs> it really shows you kind of like how uh, a lot of the ideas we're executing on today were still being thought of way back in the early days of uh, technology, you know? But anyway, yeah, if anybody would like to try uh, Archon, the Light and the Dark, you can still find it out there. Uh, there is a community of people who have been kind of. Uh, uh, I guess, uh, bringing the game up to current, uh, well, not current graphics or anything, but bringing the game up to current systems. So if anybody would like to try that, all you have to do is uh, do a quick search on your, uh, I guess, search engine of choice. And you should be able to find a way to play the game. So if anybody's curious, go for it. So on to game 99. We have a game uh, more modern into our uh, into our lifespans. We have Rayman 2: the great escape. So I never played this specific Rayman, uh, Rayman. Game. I don't
3: think I did either.
2: Uh, I, I know, John. Yeah.
3: I, I never played this game. Yeah. I said it came out on the 64. I don't remember Rayman on the 64.
2: Yeah. It also, um, came out on a uh, dreamcast as well. And that's where I remember it the most is I remember seeing advertisements for the dreamcast version. And when you compared the Nintendo 64 version, To the Dreamcast version, I mean, those two systems are nine day. (laughs) So, yeah, so so it's like the Dreamcast graphics version. way ahead. Yeah, the Dreamcast version of the game, it was just like, whoa, that looks like an entirely different game. But, you know, but that's where people kind of praise the game the most is, uh, I think the Dreamcast version. Probably. But, yeah, um, but yeah, Rayman 2, the Great Escape is uh, on the list of many games that you know kind of uh, bridged uh, that Dreamcast and previous generation uh, bridge. You know? I mean I remember when they brought out the Resident Evil games on the PlayStation and then they brought it out on the Dreamcast. Uh, same thing there. Uh, then it was um, I think the Tomb Raider games uh, started coming out on Dreamcast and they looked closer to uh, what the PC versions of those games uh, were at the time. But I don't really have much memory of the Dreamcast, except for the few fighting games that we always played. So, yeah. yeah. The, so for the us, Ray- yeah, there were some really Ray- good Man games on the Dreamcast. Period. Yeah,
0: yeah, the series was good, uh, and some of the later games that came out, like Rayman Legends, uh, yeah. were really excellent. But yeah,
2: I really, I- I've never
0: played Rayman 2, so. Yeah, I would. We're starting this podcast out really,
2: around. yeah, real strong here. <laughs>
0: really great. It,
2: it's, yeah. about, it's about to get better though, because uh, no, coming in oh, at yeah. ninety eight, Quake two. Now, this is a game I played so much of when it came out on PC. So, I don't. I don't know if you remember John, me just playing this game constantly.
3: <laughs> I remember. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's actually where I came up with my gamer name was that disc. Oh, really? The the cover on that disc. Yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs> so you just replaced the K with the D. Uh, <laughs> I did. Okay. Well, there you go. We have, uh, we have Brandon's origin of his uh, gamer tag name. There you go. That's right. <laughs> Comes from Quake. Hmm. Hmm.
0: Never knew that. Oh. Yeah.
2: And in here I thought you were just a real There was a reason to do this. <laughs> <laughs> and here I thought you were just a uh, real admirer of Dennis Quaid, the actor. yeah you got me yep what's your favorite movie ghost is that it (laughs) yeah yeah.
3: it's the the clay scene man oh okay every time (laughs) you're one of those guys
2: (laughs) but anyway yeah this game was awesome yeah when quake 2 came out i mean it's like (laughs) at that time we had a new pc we're able to run it at really Really great resolutions. And at the time, the Quake engine, uh, the Quake 2 engine was just it, – it was basically the Unreal Engine of the time. Everybody was yeah. using it for their games. Uh, even the original um, Call of Duty on PC used the Quake engine uh, as uh, their foundation for what eventually became their COD engine. But, but, yeah, I mean, I think I played through that game from start to finish – Probably about oh countless times. I really can't tell you how many times I've just ran through that game just constantly, um, just shoot <laughs> shooting down enemies. Uh, the music, <laughs> the music in Quake Two was just amazing. Uh, in fact, I still have the I still have the Quake Two uh, PC um, CD-ROM, and you can actually pop that into a CD player and actually get the music tracks off
3: of it. So yeah, yeah. I remember games used to do that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But yeah, you can do that with like with Warcraft too.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Old PlayStation games like Twisted Metal. You can do that on Twisted <clears> Metal Um <laughs> because they're all just normal CD audio files. So when you pop you know, them in a CD player, just read the CD tracks and <laughs> you could play them. So
0: yeah, yeah, I, it did really have a good, good soundtrack. Oh yeah.
2: I still listen to it and to some, some of my favorite tracks on there um but yeah that's quake 2 anybody else have anything to add on 98 quake 2
0: no no i just remember you playing that game a lot and um the bfg
2: yes in that (laughs) game
0: (laughs) i remember you telling me you know what it what it meant (laughs) <laughs> I was just like, oh, oh, James,
3: should you be playing this game? Yeah,
2: yeah I really, honestly, from where our PC was in our house, I'm I'm really surprised yes. uh, mom or dad never saw that game and said, what are you doing playing this game? You shouldn't be playing this game. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. It, it's not a, a parenting failure on their part. I'm, I'm not going around, you know. Being a menace to society or anything, so <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I, I think I think I'm okay. I think, but after that first episode yeah, I did with fine. you, John, debatable, debatable,
1: yeah,
0: debatable. Yeah, I guess it's still up in the air.
2: <laughs> Maybe I should look in a mirror sometime. But anyway, so you guys ready to move on? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Number ninety-seven is Silent Hill. Two, now, I'm I'm a big baby when it comes to scary games, um, yeah, especially survival horror games. So I never played Silent Hill Two. Um, I dabbled in Silent Hill One and got five minutes into it and said, Nope, 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 <laughs> and just didn't play it ever again. But um, so that's that's the limited experience I have in the Silent Hill series. Uh, So I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I
3: never got into the Silent Hill games or the Resident Evil games. So those weren't my thing. Right. How about you, John?
0: Yeah, me too. I've, I've never played any of the Silent Hill games.
2: Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think the most I've ever played of a Silent Hill game was the, uh, the PT uh, demo that was brought out on oh, PS4. Because yeah. that was supposed to be a Silent Hill, a prototype for oh, yeah. the next Silent Hill game. And... I remember playing that, um, and that I'll actually was it. kind of fun. Oh, you still have yours? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, my uh, PlayStation hard drive got corrupted, so I lost it.
3: Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I still got it if you want to play it. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, my favorite thing. Come on over, we'll play yeah, it tonight it when it gets dark. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Turn the surround sound on, we'll just crank it up. We'll have a
2: good old time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It would be perfect. If only if it were in (laughs) VR. (laughs) Yeah, right? Yeah. So that Silent Hill 2, uh, still a great game, though. I I really think it's a a really good game series. I mean, I have no disrespect for the series whatsoever. So there's a reason why there's so many games
3: and so many fans. I have friends that were a fan of those games. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. So, now on to 96, we have Wave Race 64. Now, this was a launch game for the 64, wasn't it? Um, Came out in 96. Yeah, so, yeah, I think it was a, a launch game for the Nintendo 64. And this game was touted at the time, way, way back, uh, water physics w- was still like this Ooh, yeah. um, I-, I guess you would call it uh, this target everybody was like dreaming of is like when are we going to get realistic water physics in, uh, in our 3D video games and at the time this was the best example of water physics because in wave, wave Race 64 there was a tide and it was actual real time so when you were racing the tide would be in or the tide would be out Sometimes it would be coming in. Sometimes it would be going out as you race. So that would actually change uh, the course. So I didn't play a lot of wave wave race because the thing about wave race that you had to do, if I remember right, is it wasn't just straight up racing through a course. You actually had to slalom uh, around uh, buoys, if I remember oh, right. yeah, that's right. But then again, I could be thinking of a different game. But No, that, I think that's it. Yeah, okay. But... Um, but yeah, it was just. I think I rented it once, and just like mm, I don't like the slaloming thing, because at the time I don't know if you. Re- I don't know if you remember this game, uh, Brandon. But it was uh, called. Uh, oh gosh, I can't remember the name of it now. Uh, <laughs> oh, jet yeah, Moto. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Jet do you remember Modo? that game,
2: Brandon? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jet Moto. Uh, on PlayStation.
3: That sounds familiar.
2: Yeah, it was where you were kind of like on jet on this. Uh, like a hover, uh, a hover bike or something like that, and uh, yeah. the thing about it is that since it was a hover bike, you were always um, uh, on on uh, over over like water or lava or something like that, and yeah. So you had wave wave race sixty four at the time, and then you had this game, and so I, th- I think uh, Jet Moto.
1: Oh yeah yeah yeah!
2: I just looked it up. I do remember that. Okay yeah, and you had that grappling hook mechanics where if Mm -hmm. you had a tight you'd grapple to the corner and then uh fling yourself around yeah so that's funny so i I remember those two games coming out pretty much roughly about the same time i think but that's just in my memory but i remember liking jet yeah it came
3: out in 96
2: yeah so (laughs) uh, yeah i remembered though so
0: quick note here yeah um you talked about the N64 launch titles. I just looked it up, and there were only two games that were available at launch yeah. in North America, and yeah. that was uh, that they were uh, Super Mario 64, right. and Pilot Wing 64.
2: That's right, yeah, because I bought uh, both, those and those games. were the uh... only two games.
0: <laughs> right, those were the only two games you could get at launch, and Wave Race uh, 64 came out one month after that.
2: Ah, okay. Uh... So it was a launch window game. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, right, it was launch window. It wasn't launch day, but...
3: Okay, yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, and I did remember playing this game. I think we rented it. Um, and, um, I mean, I'm not really into racing kind of games, but uh, I remember uh, enjoying playing this game a lot and just being, like you said, impressed with um, the the physics of the water and, and, and uh, you know, the weather and that sort of thing. So um, I think it was, uh, at the time, very... Um, Revolutionary for the the racing genre. Yeah, so.
2: very advanced. And then when you combine that with Nintendo's analog stick, I mean, it was just incredible. You know the way we the way that people are talking about the PS5's DualSense um, adaptive triggers. That's how we were talking about analog control uh, back when the Nintendo 64 4 came out. Oh yeah, so, completely new. Yeah, I mean it was yeah. completely new, complete new new way to actually control characters. I mean that's one thing Nintendo does really well is that when they actually bring out new hardware, they always give you the best example of how to use that, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Whether, I mean, when you think about, you know, something like the, the Nintendo DS, you know, the dual screen, you have the touchpad at the bottom, really the DS showed so many people how to make, um, touch based games for phones when they started getting touch screens. So yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. So it's right. like we, we have a lot to thank uh, or or curse the DS for many of the things that are on mobile phones now. So, <laughs> <That's funny. clears throat> so anybody else wasn't have any wave there? race?
3: Uh, so wasn't that an arcade game?
2: You know, wave wave race. Um, I don't know if there was an arcade version for it. I know there wasn't in the there was US. something
3: like it though.
2: All right. Uh, Are you thinking of that Midway game where it's like you're a a bunch of speedway, uh, speedway, uh, uh,
3: speedboats? Well, no, it was like the thing you stand on and it had the handles. Oh,
2: yes. There was an arcade game that that did have that, but it wasn't uh, a Wave Race related uh, game. But yeah, it was an arcade um, machine that actually had the jet ski that you could like stand on.
3: That's what I couldn't remember what they were called. (laughs) <laughs> yeah.
2: I don't know what that arcade game's called, but no, it wasn't skier. related to uh <laughs> Wave Race. Yeah, you see you have sea dos okay. and then you have jet skis. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, uh sea do is something you sit on and like a motorcycle or dirt bike and you just yeah. go across the wave. And the jet ski is something you stand on, you hold on to the handle. And so jet skis are actually harder to uh to ride. So yeah. it actually takes some uh
3: takes some skill. But
2: anyway, okay. well, yeah,
3: yeah I, I, I remember the game, but I, I don't I don't have much memory of it. Like, yeah. Playing it.
2: Yeah. It, I, I guess you would call Wave Race a kind of a, a cult, uh, a, a cult hit, I suppose, because a lot of people remember it very fondly. Uh, but it didn't really yeah. exactly hit mainstream as far as Nintendo titles go, which is why we don't have uh, wa- Wave Race something ultimate edition or whatever right 2021 now. yeah right. <laughs> like like how they bring out smash stuff, yeah. several different smash versions though that could happen you never know i mean the way that nintendo does uh their sports games <laughs> it's like you, we could see mario on a jet ski in the near future you never know but
3: now that we've spoken it, it will happen yeah
2: it will happen 2022 here it he comes. <laughs> so moving on from 96 and going to 95, we have Bionic Commando. Now we are talking about the original NES Bionic Commando, uh, not the remake, uh, which was called Rearmed, which was really good. But I remember Bionic Commando on the NES. And the, the key thing about Bionic Commando, for those who don't know anything about this game, is that there's no jump button. It's a platformer without a jump button. And my at the time, in my nine-year-old, eight-year-old mind, um, and that's a, I, I don't know if I was eight or nine. I could have been 10. I don't know. But at that time, all I knew was Mario, right? You have platformers. You're supposed to jump. You're supposed to, you know, climb things and all this. So when when I picked up this game, not knowing anything about it, you press the button to jump. And he doesn't jump. He does this claw thing. He's like, "Oh, okay." So the other button must be jump. Nope, it's not jump at all. <laughs> it's it's just another another strange uh, mechanic or whatever. Uh, but the thing was is that you were supposed to use this extendable arm to grapple to platforms and other uh, and enemies or anything else to actually get up. And that really hurt my brain when I was younger. <laughs> so I don't I don't know about you guys. Uh, do you remember anything about Bionic Commando uh, playing it, John?
0: Oh, yeah. I definitely remember uh, renting it and playing it or trying trying to play it. Yeah. And, um, you know, not really being able to. Because, I mean, obviously I would have been even younger than you. So, yeah. Um, and you were watching. The whole concept behind it. <laughs> right. Just didn't really make any sense to me. Um, I mean, I was in the same boat. as like, why am I not allowed to jump? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, and... Um, how am I supposed to use this? Uh, this you know his his mechanical arm or whatever. Uh, so it was one of those games where I I probably you know would try it for two minutes and be like, James, you come and play this game.
2: Yeah, I, I think yeah. I remember one time playing and it's like this game's dumb. Here you try it. <laughs> I remember. I think I remember having that <laughs> thought at one time. But um, uh, do you have any experience yeah, with I the original have... NES? Brand, I don't. No, you don't. Uh, I remember you playing Rearmed, though when yeah, it came I out on play PlayStation Rearmed, Three. Yeah, because it had a really but I've never great the original. one. Yeah, it had a really great multiplayer mode. So yeah, it had a good soundtrack. Oh yeah, really great soundtrack. That's uh, what
3: I remember most about it.
2: Yeah, yeah, they did a real good job of remixing the soundtrack for the Rearmed version too. So, <clears throat> so yeah, Bionic Commando, really, really, really old classic game, but. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, it came out in like '88, though, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, old and yeah. Uh, see, I was original I was NES game uh, made by Capcom. Um, all it has a very interesting universe too, where it's like an alternate universe World War II, where you're going after uh, you're going after Hitler.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, there were a lot funny. of game.
2: There, there were a lot of games back in that that era where it was like alternate World War II universes where. Right, Hitler died, or they 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 revived him in in a robot or something like that. You know, something like Wolfenstein yeah. 3D, where it's like, oh look, it's a mecha Hitler, take him down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was just a robot with a Hitler head on it, which <laughs> which hindsight, when you think about it, it's like, man, that's so ridiculous. But, <laughs> but yeah, Bionic Commando was well, much- the
0: Nazis and Hitler were just uh- yeah, yeah. Oh, they were just so identifiable as villains, you know, and yeah. it was, I mean, even for parents, they, parents could easily accept that you were going to destroy Hitler yeah. and the Nazis. I mean, they're like, you know, no right. parent is going to be against that. Oh, no. go ahead. you know, go, go kill Hitler. Yeah.
3: Oh, you're but, killing Nazis? Okay. Have
2: but fun. This is the thing, though. Yeah. They didn't outright call him Hitler. Uh, I think this is for um, uh, probably localization uh, reasons uh, in Germany or something like that. But uh, they called him the Fuhrer or something like that. Or the commander, yeah. they didn't. They never actually directly called him Hitler, but it was clearly Hitler. <laughs>
3: he had the mustache.
2: Yes, yeah, so he had the mustache. He, he, had the, he had the image and everything. They didn't even use. Uh, I don't think they even used a swastika. I think it was like a lightning bolt of some kind, if I remember
0: correctly. But I could close enough. Yeah, the whatever. SF. But it was very.
2: Yeah, it was very clear. It was very very clear that this was supposed to be Hitler and the Reich. <laughs> so yeah right yeah but anyway that's bionic commando uh next up uh we're going from 95 to 94 we have nights into dreams which released on the saturn originally and this was sega's um i guess it was sega's halfway attempt at trying to do something semi-3d i guess Nights always I, kind of, yeah, uh, yeah Nights into It was dream a pretty was, game. Yeah, very pretty game. But it always kind of confused me a little bit. Um, uh, For one thing. Yeah, you,
3: just fl- you flew around.
2: <laughs> yeah, you flew around on a 2D plane, but it was spherical. So you were kind of going around a, a, a spherical style level. And uh, yeah. it almost had a fisheye effect to it. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing about it was that it. If I remember correctly, and I could be wrong, but I think they actually re- actually released this game alongside the Saturn's uh, analog, uh, their version of an analog controller. And um, this was supposed to be one of those games where that's supposed to highlight uh, the Saturn's analog uh, control pad. Do you remember anything about that, John?
0: I don't remember the pad. I do remember uh, this game and like playing it um like demos of it in the toys r us
3: Hmm.
0: and um uh you know i mean it was advertised at the time as kind of this you know mario 64 killer you know that that uh you shouldn't be playing mario you should be playing this game yeah and it was just laughable because i was like how great mario 64 was i mean they weren't even
3: comparing i
0: think We'll see that later on the list, but I mean, yeah, it was absolutely laughable that you could compare these two games uh, as, you know, even being close to one another, Um, you know, and trying that game and thinking, okay, uh, you know, you're trying to convince people to buy a Sega Saturn with this game, you know, I mean, it's good, but I'm not going to buy a Sega Saturn for this game, you know, it just, um, so maybe I was just too young to to really grasp or, or appreciate it, but. Uh, those are my those are my memories from the game.
3: Yeah, I remember playing it at the goods house because they were the only people <laughs> I knew really that had all the Sega systems. Right, and it I remember it being a pretty game, but it, yeah, it was like I, when I played, I'd be like, I don't really know what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, so I just never got into it.
2: Yeah, there wasn't much to the game. Uh, you, what you what you did, you just avoided enemies and you collected items within the stages and that's really all I remember about it currently but um I do remember that they they were also experimenting with other games in that kind of spherical kind of uh, fashion I rem- I have magazines that show uh kind of previews of prototyping uh, sonic games in, in that kind of fisheye kind of kind of look and it was oh, really? yeah it was really weird and it's like no wonder they never saw the light of day but yeah there was a time when Sega had the Saturn and other games games consoles, and they hadn't had a Sonic game out in quite a long time. And so it was almost like people were waiting on Sonic the way that we wait on uh, new Zelda games now. It's like, when's the next game coming out? (laughs) I remember at that time, a lot of people were just like um, wondering, where's the next Sonic game? Where's the next Sonic game? And it's kind of funny to think of now, it's like that 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 Sonic had that kind of popularity way back in those days.
3: But it used to be a fun game then.
2: So Yeah. Yeah. And then you get older and you play go back and play it, and it's like, man, these games aren't good.
1: <laughs> yeah, this game
2: sucks. <laughs> okay. So nine, game ninety three on the list of hundred. We have Ultima Seven, the Black Gate. Uh, I have now, no
3: experience yeah, with this game.
2: Yeah, this is uh this is a game I don't have much experience with either. Uh, it's a PC RPG. Uh, it had, took place in the uh, Ultima universe, obviously. And a lot of people hold the, these Ultima games in very high regard, and rightfully so, because they are, uh, I, I would say they are very hardcore PC RPGs. Um, John, do you have any uh, experience with any of the Ultima games? Uh.
0: Yeah, I've played uh, a couple of them. I've got several of them on GOG um, that I probably bought in a bundle. But nah. um, and I, I, I don't love the Ultimate series. I know that I mean a lot of PC gamers, PC RPG gamers, especially would would really be might be upset by that. But uh, I I didn't really fall in love with this this series that much. Um, yeah. And you know one thing about this game. And it even mentions here on this, um, the description for it, uh, that it really put a focus on freedom, which if you remember from one of my previous, uh, one of the previous shows that I did with you, uh, when I was playing this game for the first time, I wasn't in love with that idea of, you know, the open world or, or having a lot of free choice. I wanted my story to be more kind of more or less on rails and be focused towards a specific point, yeah. Linear, and that wasn't necessarily what you're right, Ultima 7 was. Um, so it's like, oh, oh too, too many choices, too many choices. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I didn't get into these games that much, but
2: yeah, yeah, and eventually the they'll ultimate... definitely,
0: yeah, they yeah, they're, I mean, they're kind of like uh, sacred, you know, for, for PC RPG gamers, mm-hmm. but uh. Yeah,
2: And nowadays, the Ultima games have just been turned into Ultima Online and pretty much gave birth to the MMORPG uh, genre. So, yeah, a long, varied history of innovation and also uh, just a lot of love from from PC gamers who who really love that RPG series. But moving on to 92, we have Wipeout 3. So we have another racing game. In this uh, in this list, hailing from the 32-bit era, uh, Wipeout Three. Now, the Wipeout series in itself, when it came out, I think uh, there are a few things that people think of when they think of the Wipeout series. They think futuristic, very futuristic racing. You know, jets on tracks. They think really fast, really hard to control. But the one thing that always comes to mind is the soundtrack the Wipeout series has always had these amazing EDM soundtracks from major, major bands in the electronic uh, techno uh, genre uh, really bringing to light uh, bands like uh, the prodigy uh, God lives underwater uh, all sorts of different, uh, uh, different uh, music groups at the time. So that's what I remember most about the wipeout series and I don't know I don't know about you Brandon I remember you uh, really loving that soundtrack uh
3: yes I did like the soundtrack but I didn't care much for the game yeah because it's just hard it's a hard racing game <laughs> it was it was a very difficult game but I do remember the soundtrack being awesome
2: yeah yeah I remember playing that game and trying to gr- just come to grips with the, the way it controls and it just felt too fast most of the time, yeah. uh, but that, I, I don't chalk that up to being a bad thing. I just chalk that up to my lack of skill, <laughs> more more yeah. than anything, uh, and just the fact that it wasn't. I, uh, it just wasn't my type of racing game, you know.
3: Yeah, I, I wasn't particularly a wipeout fan, but there was another game that was similar to it called Extreme G. Yes. And it was uh, like a motorcycle or whatever. Oh, right. Yeah. Extreme G. And I enjoyed that game. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that game uh, was a little bit easier to wrap your head around because it had more to, yeah. more in common with your traditional wheels on the ground uh, yeah. kind of racer. Yeah, Wipeout uh, 3 came out in a time when we had a lot of different futuristic racers that, that came out during that time. You had, mm-hmm. um, uh, I can't remember, what's it called? Roll cage I, I really can't remember, but it was like this, uh, it was this racing, futuristic racing game where your car uh, could be flipped over. So there wasn't a top or a bottom. You could race on the top or the bottom. And uh, oftentimes you'd have tracks where you can race on the ceiling a- as well. So I don't remember that. Yeah, it was, it was really, it was a really interesting idea. They made more than one of them. I can't, but yeah, I can't remember what the name of that game was specifically. I want to say Roll Cage, but then that could be any racing game. that title yeah so but yeah you didn't have much uh experience with um uh, wipeout did you john
0: um i i remember really being impressed with the speed of this game and i think this was a game that um it came out fairly early in the playstation one lifespan didn't it
2: yeah the first wipeout did
0: okay i i mean the whole series i remember you playing it uh after you got your playstation and just being impressed with the speed and um i actually did get into the wipeout hd uh that came out for playstation 3 Mm -hmm. um and uh i mean it was like i finally was able to digest (laughs) the controls and the speed yeah and uh and get into it and i really enjoyed that um so I mean I can understand why it's on this list just because of uh, the yeah. I'm going to say that the exhilaration that you got from how fast it was and and the cool visuals and the soundtrack and all that so
2: yeah yeah I, do, I, I think one of my fondest memories of the Wipeout uh, my time being interested in the Wipeout games uh, because this is the thing I always liked the soundtrack I've always liked the look of the game futuristic spaceshipy racing game uh, was really down my was really down my alley, uh, but I, I really wanted to be good at it. But for some reason, I just could never, just never, you know, figure it out. And so there
3: were easier racing games. <laughs> oh yeah, like
2: uh, like Wipeout, uh, not Wipeout, um, Ridge Racer. Like I was a big Ridge Racer yeah. back in that era. I like
3: Wipeout.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: Wipeout. You know, other games like Wipeout. You know, because <laughs> every racing game to me is called Wipeout. No, <laughs> but my fondest memory is like finding why, out
0: why, why play Wipeout Three when you can play Wipeout. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, the original. That's that's the best one. But yeah, right. anyway, the um uh, the the best memory I have from the Wipeout series is winning a T-shirt uh, in an online contest. Um, I can't remember how I heard of it. I might have heard of it through a magazine ad or something like that, but um, I remember going to their website back when websites were a new thing and uh, entering my name in a contest to win a raffle for a new shirt. And I was like, eh, I'll probably never get it, but I'll try it. And I ended up winning a, winning a shirt, and it was the only – and the thing was it had a pink logo on it, and it was kind of grayish. But it was the only pink shirt I ever wore in my life. <laughs> yeah, I remember that shirt. Yeah, you remember that shirt? I, I wore it because it was like, oh my gosh, I've actually yeah. won something. Yay.
0: I won this shirt. You won I don't something, care yeah. yeah. Right.
2: Yeah, not that anybody was going to pick That was your best memory before. from the game. <laughs> yeah, it was that pink shirt. <laughs> right. Okay, so uh, anybody want to take up uh, number 90, 91?
3: Um, no taker. Yeah, ninety one is Pilot Wings. Right. I remember this game, but pilot I don't really have much experience with it. Yeah, because um, it was like you—you you had like a pedal thing. You're like pedaling. It had like a blades and stuff on it, didn't it? Uh,
2: well, you're you're thinking of the gyrocopter uh, in in the game, and it, it wasn't uh pedal powered. Uh, it did have a motor. Oh, uh, but <clears throat> but yeah, I can I can I can see how you thought that it had pedals, but um. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a It's basically a helicopter with a propeller on the back for propulsion. And, and and gyrocopters are cool because they're just one-manned uh little machine. Yeah, that
3: that is exactly what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah exactly.
2: So as we said before, Pilot Wing's was uh one of the launch games for the Nintendo 64 uh, alongside Mario 64. And I remember buying both of those when the 64 came out and I still have uh, not the original Pilot Wings cartridge that I bought, but I have the—I uh, uh, I do have Pilot Wings on 64 still, and I—I—I I, I, I go back to it every now and then, and it's—it's it's still. I mean, it's not—it's not, it's not a, a, a like like uh, one of the best games you ever played, especially in a flight genre or whatever. But there's a certain yeah. kind of um, just fun to it. Uh, that, that, you know, because it's just a bunch of mini games and the challenges and it had a really great sense of humor and again, analog control, brand new thing. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is a, this is wonderful. So, but, but uh, this, I'm
3: pretty sure that was a, uh, a, a blockbuster game for me.
2: Yeah. But we're talking about pilot wings 64. They're actually talking about pilot wings for the Super Nintendo. The Super so they're talking Nintendo. the very first yeah. game oh, in the series. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that one. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, but basically yeah, I, yeah, go ahead, John.
0: This was a game that we saw in the um the you know the the rental store all the time and and it was just a a, a pass every time. It was like, yeah, well, oh, it just pilot wings again. I'm never getting looked, that. Yeah. it looked
2: so generic, <laughs> you know. Right. So it just didn't really grab you as as a kid looking for something bombastic and and cool. You know, just you're you're seeing this old-timey biplane flying through a ring. That was the box art. <laughs> so that's right. not going to grab most kids, but you know. But yeah, you can play Pilot Wings, the original Pilot Wings if you have a Switch and you have the uh um what's what's that program they have, John? Um uh, where they're releasing all their old NES and Super Nintendo games on. really can't remember.
0: Um, I, I think it's just called... I mean, it's just called, like, Super Nintendo Entertainment System. You know, the SNES. Uh, I don't think it has a special name. Uh, you know, not like the Virtual Console. It's just... Uh,
2: yeah. Yeah. Well, I think... I think um, Yeah, you're right. It is called the Super Nintendo... Just Super Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, on the switch uh, and it's a part of their o- right. online program. So if you're a subscriber to uh, the, the Nintendo switch online um, subscription program, uh, you get all those super Nintendo games in, in that, uh, in, in that bundle for free. And they're always adding in new games all the time. And I really like it, but I remember I booted up the original oh, yeah? wings, never actually played it before. And it's actually pretty fun, and it is really hard, but it really makes you think. I really would love to have analog control, and so it's like, well, I guess I'll go play Pilot Wing sixty four then. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. Yep, there you go. So, but yeah, Pilot Wings for the Super Nintendo, not the sixty four version, and that's at ninety one. And now we're coming to a game that is very much beloved, and, but I've never actually played, but it's it's a game that's right down my alley, so I don't know why I've never played it. But, number 90, okay. we have Okami. So, uh... You've,
3: you've, that, you've, was that the one where it was, like, very artful with a wolf or dog or whatever? Yes. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: yeah. Yeah, I never played it.
0: Oh, I, th- I thought
1: you did
2: play it. Oh, no, I'm thinking Eric. No. Oh,
0: yeah, that one? Oh, uh-huh. yeah, that yeah. Eric
2: played it. Eric played it, yes.
3: I, re- I remember the game, but I, I never played it. Yeah. But um, did you
0: play this game, John? Yeah, we're doing great here. we've We've gone through we've gone through the first ten games, 10. and there's, there's only been one game that any of us has had really any real experience with. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, no. Okay. Finally, so this is a game that I did really enjoy. I played it. Yeah, I've played it, and it's different iterations as well. Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a Zelda game in a sense. Uh, very, very artistic, um, and uh, just a- an excellent game. An ex- excellent game. Um, I- I'm surprised that neither of you have played this before.
2: Yeah, I kind of surprised my. I, I kind of surprised myself in the fact that I haven't played it because it is a Zelda-like, and, and I and I really like those types of games. Um, but I guess the thing about it that why I've never played it is just the fact that more games keep on coming out. And
3: Yeah, I think my attention was on something else when it came out. Right. And
2: so I just keep on looking at it going, I should finally play that. And it was like, but this game's coming out now.
0: <laughs> so, right. So Well, they keep re releasing it. I mean you've got it goes on one, sale you've got like all
2: a, the time too. So I,
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: There's very and you know, I we probably own a copy somewhere in the house, um, for some old system or whatever. But yeah, so it's just one of one of those games that will forever be on my list of I really should play that game. And maybe someday I will.
0: Yeah,
3: and never uh, will. I, <laughs> I remember watching Eric play it. I mean it looked like a fun game, but I just I was out of that genre, I guess, at very, the time.
2: Very pretty game too. Very pretty. Yeah. Okay. Well I guess that's all we have to say on Okami. So moving on to eighty nine, we have Alone in the Dark, a really really early entry in the horror game field uh, back on the PC. And for anybody who looks back at this game, Alone in the Dark, the very first one on PC, oh man, you're you're probably thinking how could anybody think this game was scary? And I look (laughs) back at it now and I go, how in the world did I ever think this game was scary?
3: (laughs) Well, back then, those graphics were scary.
2: Well, and I think of it was it was a very early game that used 3D graphics. And so that was that was a big novelty as well. But I guess that's, that it's a real lesson in in how if you get your atmosphere right in a game, it doesn't matter how good or bad your game looks. If you get the atmosphere and the feel of everything, right? Then you can make almost anything work, you know.
3: Yeah. So, yeah, I don't never know. played it. Yeah, it <laughs> different time, again different horror time. game. I didn't like horror games.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we can uh, just pretty much skip over any of the scary games in this list. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're just, we're just saying, we don't like scary games here on the. I appreciate LL gaming podcast. I definitely
3: appreciate. Hello, It's about happy. Happy game. Happy game, yeah. Why
2: would right. I want to go to a fearful... F- Full fearful we'll of happy feelings.
3: Yeah. Yeah,
2: we're a bunch of cowards here. <laughs> okay, <laughs> moving on to something brighter, back to 88, we have Star Wars, the original arcade game back in 1983. Now, I was only one year old in 1983, so I don't have much experience playing this game when it came out. But I do I wasn't uh, even conceived yet. Yeah, there you go. You're just a twinkle in your parents' eyes. But
3: <laughs> That's right.
2: <laughs> but... Your brother was born though, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, Star Wars the arcade game, very very interesting. It it, it has voxel graphics, which is kind of hard to explain. It kind of looks like three D, but it's just really just a bunch of lines uh, on a black screen uh, to form shapes, and uh, it, it it just gives you the impression of things, and I remember playing it in an arcade when I was younger and obviously not really grabbing me, but it was Star Wars. So it was really cool. And that's pretty much all I remember about Star, about that game when I first, when I first encountered it. But it is a pretty cool game. So anything to add there, boys?
3: Mm. Nothing? Uh, It looks like that tank game, that tank hunting game or whatever. Oh, Battlezone? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's very similar
0: with yes. the you know the wireframe kind yes. of yeah. yeah. And I yeah. do remember playing this in the arcades, like when we found this old console in, yeah. uh, in the arcade um, cabinet or whatever, yeah. and um, being really impressed with it. Uh, but yeah, of I, I, course, I wasn't even born yet when it released. So yeah, yeah. well,
2: that was the year of your birth. So <laughs> right, well, uh, there you barely. go. Barely, yeah, barely, barely. <laughs> But not to out your age
0: or anything. But <laughs> yeah. 1983, so we're old, but we're not that old. I guess you can't get you can't guess how old I am because you don't know how to do maths. Right? Nobody knows how to do math anymore. Yeah. Who needs it?
2: What? What's a calculator? Never heard of
3: it. No. I'm just gonna round it up or down. <laughs> math is a myth. <laughs> A myth. Yeah. Okay, moving
2: on to a game that we're all a lot more familiar with. We have Advance Wars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah finally. Back on the Game Boy <laughs> Advance. Okay, we can comment so on that, this
3: game. This game was a lot of fun, especially playing with your friends. Yep,
2: turn-based strategy. You could do
3: that. Yeah. Yep.
2: It was This is a game that really started to get me back into kind of turn-based strategy stuff yeah because at the time i was more into real time uh more action oriented let me affect the field don't don't let me wait i really hated turn-based things but when uh when i started playing advanced wars i really started to really come around to more turn-based strategy games and um so but i remember not being very good at it either <laughs> so yeah yeah but um yeah you you played a lot of the advanced wars games didn't you John I think he, he's muted. John?
0: Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah sorry. I was uh, clearing my throat. But um, right. I spent a ton of time on this game. On the whole series, actually. Um, and, uh, I, I mean, I got, like, a perfect S rank in every single mission and unlocked every character in the game. And, um <laughs> I mean, I absolutely love this game. Uh, this game came out when I was, I guess, when I was in university. And, um, I mean, it's like, after I got, got back from from school, uh, I was playing this game, you know. And uh, the second game in the series as well was just incredible. Yeah. Um, I mean, this, this really solidified uh, my love, I think, for the strategic turn-based games. Um, up until then, I just been into the more RPG, the, the strategy RPG games uh, where you had characters and, and armor to equip and weapons to equip and magic. And this didn't have any of that. I mean, you you had to, uh, I mean, you had to make your units and you could make them as long as you had money, you know, and it was just a different dynamic to the strategic games. Um, and, uh, um, but I, I mean, I just really fell in love with this series and even to this day, um, uh, play these games or, you know, different games in this series. <clears throat> um, and, um, I, I, personally, it would be a lot higher on my list of top 100 games. So,
2: ah, okay. Where would you put it in the top 100 in this list?
0: <laughs> Where would I put it? Yeah, Where would top. I put it? I'm much higher. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> much yeah. higher. I'd put it much higher. No. <laughs> no, no, oh. like you a, don't have to go like into with,
3: a specific like number. Like top 50, top 25.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would have to be, it would have to be maybe in my top 20 games. Yeah. Oh, for me, maybe.
3: Okay. So, I mean, I, I played the game a lot too, and it was a very enjoyable game. Like, and I'm pretty sure I still have the first and second one. And from what I remember, the game still holds up extremely well. Like the graphics still look good, the sound still looks good, the story is still good, like. It's just, it was it's a really good game, especially if you like strategy games.
0: Yeah. I've actually got the soundtrack set to my alarms uh for that's my funny. phone. Oh, so really? like um right. So I've got different alarms that that are that go off throughout the day for different reasons, but you know, the first alarm is set to Andy's theme, the second alarm is set to Sammy's theme. <laughs> 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 <That's funny. laughs> oh, so you know, all my alarms are set to uh Advance Wars uh, character themes.
3: <sighs> that's funny. Mine, mine's set to Katamari. Ah. Or my message oh. is it goes right. That little noise they make. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Which that, that's not on this list. What's either. your
0: phone set to, James?
2: A <laughs> uh, uh, stock Samsung uh, ringtone.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm boring when it comes Lame. to that. Lame. <laughs> <That's
2: real boring. laughs> I don't think I've ever even changed the background. <laughs> Yeah, a phone is just a just a functional part uh, of my
3: life. It, it's not a luxury. item. Get know,
0: out! Gonna, Get out of here! I know. <laughs> I, know. I know. I'm a comrade, comrade.
3: But I I would agree. I think Advanced Wars would need to be higher on this list. All I right. don't think it's that low of a game. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: I think it. I mean, I think it introduced a lot of people to this kind of strategic um, yeah. turn base. Um, yeah, I think it mad. made it.
2: Right. I think the thing that makes it so unique, for me at least, is just the um, resource management in a Mm turn-based game. Because it's like, okay, you can attack or you can build resources. And the combination of the two is really what tripped me up when it came to the strategy part. I'm good if you just give me a set number of units and how to use those units strategically. But when it comes to actually pumping out new units and balancing attack (laughs) and resupply and things like that, that's when my brain starts uh, to turn to mush a little bit. But but it didn't it didn't inhibit my uh, my enjoyment of Advance Wars at all, and it really yeah like, like you guys said the game ages really well, and I think that's the truth with most strategy games that are turn based, you know much in the way how chess has spanned the generations, uh, yeah. and other forms of turn based strategy um, like Chinese like Chinese checkers or something like that, you know. So I think games like this tend to age fairly well. But that was Advanced Wars at number 87. And, Brandon, I'm going to let you take 86 here.
3: Well, that's convenient because that's my birth year. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Perfect Dark, dude. Perfect Dark was a game, man. It was such a fun game. Yeah. Like, it it came after probably one of my all-time favorite shooters, which is Goldeneye. Mm -hmm. And... It had the same feel as GoldenEye, except, you know, it's much bigger, and there was more to it. You could actually, like, walk off ledges. (laughs) That's
1: right. You couldn't do that in GoldenEye.
3: (laughs) No. Remember remember the temple level? Yes. The temple level with the hole in the middle? Yes. I remember when I played Perfect Dark, and they had that on there. I was like, oh, my God. You can walk off the edge. (laughs) But I played... I played a crap load of the perfect dark game.
2: Yeah. I remember after GoldenEye came out and you got perfect dark. And for some reason, I just never really attached myself to the perfect dark, uh, game. Uh, I ended up playing uh, up, playing it afterwards and kind of understanding where all the hype comes from. But yeah, but yeah, it never really grabbed me, uh, so much. Um, I guess maybe because my, uh, my, my personal uh, thing was with the Goldeneye uh, game. Yeah. Um, not that I was so much in love with with uh, James Bond or 007 branding or anything like that. It was just such a good, well-rounded it
3: a, game. It was the best multiplayer game ever, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but, but seriously, like the Perfect Dark, I, me and Phil played that a lot. Yes. And I remember when I first bought it, um i didn't know you had to have the expansion pack on your 64 yes. to play it. yeah
2: that was,
3: that so i bought the game and all you could do is play multiplayer with bots or with friends oh really so that's that's literally all i had access to i was like well this is bull crap <laughs> so i probably played it like that for a week or two before i was able to get enough money to get the expansion hmm. and yep. then once i got the expansion pack it was on
2: how much was the expansion pack? Does anybody remember? God, I don't remember. It was expensive. I think it was like what, fifty bucks it was at like the time. Forty or
3: fifty bucks, yeah.
2: Yeah, for four megabytes of memory. <laughs> megabytes. <laughs> <laughs> you it was can't a big even, thing back then. I mean, it's like you can't even get
3: eight gigs for that much money now.
2: Yeah. Actually, I think you can, but it's not very good RAM. <laughs>
3: But that was... And, and I'm pretty sure they introduced the co-op in the campaign Didn't in they? that game. Because me and Phil would play it together.
2: could you play as uh, one of the aliens?
3: Yeah, Elvis.
2: Yeah, Elvis. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So... Uh, that game was such a good game. It had, it had good visuals. It had good audio, like atmosphere, good music. Like, it, it was a really good game. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So... Money trailing a little bit. Um, do, do, the, after Perfect Dark, there was uh, Perfect Dark Zero, right? On 360?
3: Uh, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. It, it, yeah. It came out like shortly after the 360 launched. Okay. If it wasn't a launch. Yeah, title. And, and did Rare actually uh, make that game? Uh, I can't remember if I did, but I remember getting that game. Yeah. And being I remember you very being, unimpressed. Yeah.
2: I remember you being very disappointed. And almost angry.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because it went from perfect dark and like Goldeneye, where you could have every gun in the game on you, mm. to you can only carry three guns. Right. And it's like, what the crap?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It didn't. It, it, it tried to modernize the series. And not yeah, to say that modernizing well. was bad, it just, I think, I don't, I don't know what they were aiming for. You know,
3: whatever they did, they pretty much killed the enjoyment of playing Perfect Dark. Yeah,
2: and uh, then they brought uh, the HD remake out on 360. Uh, no, and that's that. where I played the most of Perfect Dark was uh, on that remake. And yeah, and and that was nice because it wasn't framy at all. Uh, yeah, and you know everything was in it right from the get go. So. Yeah, and that's where I played uh, Perfect Dark the most, and where I had my most, where I had
3: the most. Uh, hold on, oh my god, <laughs> sorry.
2: Yeah, you're good. Uh, uh, you have anything to say about Perfect Dark, uh, John? Nope, never played it. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on to another game, which we're probably going to pass <laughs> off, pass up pretty, uh, pretty quickly, is the Mafia
3: game. Yeah, I never played them.
2: Yeah, I never played the Mafia game. It's uh very much in the style of like a 1930s GTA kind of idea. So, uh, never really did have much interest in, you know, Mafia crime dramas or yeah, a- anything like that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I've never been much of a fan of The Godfather or anything like that, but it was considered a pretty fun game at the time. So a lot of people had a lot of love for it. I mean, enough love to where they brought out three games in the series. So, yeah. Yeah. And they recently remade, uh, the original mafia for current, well, PS4 and Xbox one, uh, I believe. And uh, I think there are next gen, uh, current gen, you know, PS5 and Xbox series, uh, versions of the game. Or you can play them backwards compatible, I think. But yeah, Uh, yeah. I guess you don't have any experience with the Mafia series, do you, John?
0: No, games like this are are not appealing to me at all. I don't. I mean, you know, like the Yakuza game uh, series, um, Mafia, uh, Grand Theft Auto, all these games that let you. I'm gonna say, "Let you be bad." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to be a bad guy. You know, so
3: I enjoyed the uh, Grand Theft Auto series, but yeah,
0: yeah.
2: But okay, we'll move on to eighty-four, and I'll let you take this one, John.
3: Okay,
0: so eighty-four is Maniac Mansion: Day of the Tentacle. Yes. So this game um, is—I'm actually surprised it's not higher on the list. A lot of people think this was the greatest a uh, point-and-click adventure game of all time. Um, and uh, it was well-known for its humor, uh, I mean, considered it to be one of the funniest games that you could play on PC. Mm-hmm. And um, still, the humor uh, really stands up yeah. uh, to this day. Yeah, yeah it really does. Um, right, a lot of people say if you're going to play any point-and-click adventure game, you need to play Day of the Tentacle. So, um, you've played this game, right, James?
2: Yeah, I actually played it... Uh... I dabbled in it on the PC for a short, short bit, but when they made the HD remake and brought it out on PlayStation 4, uh, I, w- I was there day one and uh, played through it. And, yeah, I forgot how funny that game is. Just a lot of... It, it's funny because it's t- it's a time travel storyline, you know? And what they right. do with history and how the puzzles are fashioned around things like Washington's wooden teeth... Um, and other various uh, historical events, and how the puzzles. Now, I did have to use a guide in certain in certain aspects where I was like, I have no idea where to go or what to do or anything like that. Because adventure games back then, they they could be a little bit out there as far as their solutions sometimes. So, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, so it's like where they just had no logical reasoning at all. It's just, if you just so happen to use this item because you're trying everything in your inventory, yay, I got the solution. (laughs) So yeah, I did have to use a guide, but yeah, I, I, I totally, uh, I, I love this game. It's, it's very good. Very, very good.
0: I'm going to say personally, I did not actually love this game as much as uh, I think a lot of people out there. Um, I mean, definitely is a good game. Uh, but I didn't attach to the characters as much as, as for example, a game like uh, Monkey, Monkey Island right. or um, Grim Fandango. You know, the, the the characters. Of course, you've got uh, Bernard, who's you know your uh, bookworms, you know, smart kid. Right. Uh, but I mean, Hoagie and Laverne are just kind of out there, and they just yeah. didn't seem that appealing to me. <laughs> I mean, Laverne is just uh, she's she's pretty interesting character um and um i mean she's just a space cadet you know so yeah. um now some of her interactions with the tentacles i thought was absolutely hilarious but um just in general i didn't fall in love with these characters as much uh which made it harder for me to get into the game and like you said i mean there was certain things solutions to to puzzles uh, that absolutely made made no sense at all, you know, and then when it was just, this was coming from, from coming from a day in the point and click adventure games where, I mean, they really just wanted you to go to every interactable object and then just try everything in your inventory on that object, you know, until you got, I mean, just complete trial and error. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, because if you, if it was more logical, if it, it, if it was more intuitive, you'd be able to finish the game in just like two hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh, and so I'm I'm wondering if if in order to expand, prolong that experience, they made things purposefully you know difficult to discover. Uh, but there was a lot of moments in this game where uh, things just didn't make sense. You know. <laughs> so.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. You never played this game, did you, Brandon? No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It. it yeah. I mean, I, I would say go ahead and. Try it out if you want to. But yeah, I mean, it's like adventure games are. I didn't know it was
3: a point and click game.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
3: So I'm pretty sure I have it on the PlayStation.
2: You probably do. I think it was a PlayStation Plus monthly game at one point in time. So, I mean, if you wanted to try it it out, I never played it. Yeah, I mean, if you want to try it out, you can try it out or you can watch somebody play it on a Let's Play or whatever and watch it like a movie. But anyway. (laughs) It's in my library. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Well, moving on eighty three we have World of Warcraft. Wow. The giant Wow. <laughs> yep. Wow. <laughs> so I never personally played WoW. Um did you ever play I WoW? I played it for a year. Really? That long? I didn't know that.
3: Well it was a year subscription or whatever. Oh okay. Yeah it was a game you had to pay to play. <laughs> right, yeah. It,
2: it, it's a it's a subscription based game. And rightfully yeah. so. They put a lot of work into it.
3: Yeah, I mean, I mean like, it was a fun game for what it was. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, still is, I guess. I guess people still play it. Oh yeah, tons. Oh of yeah,
0: they're still like bringing out all of kinds of updates. And...
3: That's funny. Yeah. But yeah, they it. just announced <laughs> uh, some Massy new game.
0: content.
2: Yeah, they they're getting yeah. ready to release uh, some new stuff. Um, but yeah, I never pl- personally played the Wild WoW games. Never had much interest in MMOs, uh, MMO RPGs at all. But. Uh, World of Warcraft is the one game that brought MMORPGs to the masses. It actually r- r- made it mainstream. And, yeah,
0: um, most definitely turned it into the
2: giant it was
3: definitely genre that it, it is. It was now. definitely an easy game to like grasp and play. Right, like, it wasn't overcomplicated like a lot of like RPG games. Yeah, but. Really, it. it when, I mean, it when, still had that depth to it if you wanted it, but yeah. it, it was definitely easier to play for just like the regular kind of person, you know, right? Regular gamer.
2: Yeah, yeah. I remember they made this announcement when War, War uh, when uh, Warcraft three back when Warcraft mm-hmm. was a real time strategy game. Uh, they made this announcement back when War, uh, Warcraft three uh, made its release, and didn't they uh, release a teaser trailer for it on the disc? Do you remember, John?
0: No, I don't remember that.
2: Yeah. I, I, maybe maybe it was... No, Warcraft 3. Now, that was a good game. Yeah, that was a very good game. Uh, but
0: I remember being super excited about it, thinking that it was like going to be War, Warcraft 4. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was gonna be the next in the series, and there's this build-up and it's excitement. And you're like, yes, we're gonna have a new Warcraft game, and then they're like, and it's an online, and I'm like, What? What?
2: <laughs> what do you mean it's an MMORPG? And why is that right. so long? <laughs> but yeah. I
0: don't want to play with other people. <laughs>
2: Massive multiplayer online role-playing game. Shouldn't there be a better acronym? <laughs> but yeah. The uh, yeah, just being that social online just didn't appeal to me uh, at all. But you know, it came out at just the right time when people were being, uh, where the younger a younger generation was being more open to that sort of game, and so Phil
3: he he fell into that game. Hard. Oh man, him and Cody, yeah. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
2: (laughs) big time. I I remember those guys playing that game every night.
3: (laughs) I mean, that's where the famous Leroy Jenkins came from. Yep, so many memes. (laughs) (laughs) So many memes.
2: Uh, And we just lost John in the chat, so we'll wait Uh for him to come back. Uh, So we'll take a break. (laughs) Okay, we're back. A little bit of a technical difficulty there. Nothing new when you're doing these things remotely. But anyway, we're going to move on from World of Warcraft and go up to 82. And that is Syndicate. That is a kind of a strange PC strategy game uh, in a universe where corporations rule the world. And each corporation has secret agents that work on their behalf to steal secrets, assassinate other executives, and things like that. I've never played it, uh, but have you guys played it?
3: No. No?
0: Yeah, this was a little bit before I got into the strategical games. Yeah.
2: So I guess you can say this game is a lot like the XCOM series in, in that vein of strategy. Is that a safe assumption? Because I really don't know
3: that much about it. Yeah, not either. Yeah,
0: I don't know what to tell you, man. I didn't play it. Apologies
2: apologies to Syndicate fans everywhere. 82, that's where it sits back in 2007. Uh, Next up we have... We uh, lost
0: all of our Syndicate listeners. Yep, yep, so sorry. Yep. (laughs) So
2: sorry. But uh, moving on to 81, we have Space Invaders. Classic game. Everybody knows about Space Invaders. Either, maybe even not as a game. They know it as, you know, just the aliens. There
3: was a movie, wasn't there?
2: Oh, Was there? Space or, no, it was that 8-bit movie that had it in there. Yes, I mean. yes, yes, you're right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, everybody knows about Space Invaders, why it's on the top 100. It, it makes a lot of sense, just maybe not from a gameplay yeah. standpoint, but from a cultural standpoint. It, it definitely belongs here, I, I, I think. And it's inspired wow. so much of art um, in this era and, you know, Like the Atarians from Hunger Team uh, Force. Uh, Yep. Yep. I have never done this as hard as I have ever done before. (laughs) (laughs) So anybody who knows that show would know what I'm referencing there. But (laughs) not much else to say about Space Invaders. Um,
3: Classic game. Yeah, classic game.
2: Definitely deserves to be here. Uh, Next up, we're going to go quick fire since we're running out of time. We're going to go – I'm going to name off a few here. We have Ninja God in Black. That released, uh, that was a reboot for the Xbox. We have Secret of Mana, Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening, Star Fox for the Super Nintendo, Final Fantasy, and Final Fantasy VII. Here, ooh, we got some juicy ones. So,
0: oh, you skipped Link's Awakening?
2: Did I? I, I thought I mentioned it.
0: I thought you did too. Uh, maybe I didn't hear you. Maybe it cut out on me. Oh, selective listening.
3: That's what I call that. But, <laughs> but anyway, cool, cool. Uh, out
2: of those five games, uh, any of them uh, stick out to you guys?
3: I'll let John go first. I feel
1: like he's, <laughs> he's <laughs> chomping at
2: the butt yeah. to talk about
0: Zelda. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I've already talked about Zelda, though, a lot. Link's Awakening. Yeah, this would be, I mean, as I've mentioned, if, if I were making my own personal list of games, of top 100 games... Uh, this would be the first Zelda game on my list, and um, it it would be probably within the top, maybe even the top five uh, of my favorite games of all time. Hmm. Um, but, you know, if you want to hear me talk about that, you can listen to the to the other show that I was on. Um, <laughs> Secret of Mana uh, is also, I'm so glad it was added to this, or it's on this list. Um, I don't know if it would still be on any of these top 100 lists, but uh this was uh as i mentioned before the game that really introduced me to jrpgs i know it's more a little bit more of action oriented but it was my first experience with uh, a a jrpg style game Uh, so i got a lot of love for that and and then final fantasy 7 of course which was um it's not my favorite final fantasy game Uh, and i'm actually surprised it didn't make it higher on this list uh, than it did but Um, this is the game that I think introduced a lot of the world to the JRPG. Um, You know, I think if you look back at the series, most people will say that Final Fantasy 6 was a better game, and I would definitely agree with that, but it's a game that a lot of people have never played or don't know about. Final Fantasy 7 is a game that everybody knows about, and I mean, it really just brought the series to uh, the mainstream, so... From a historical standpoint, Final Fantasy 7 definitely deserves to be on this list.
3: All right. Anything from you, Brandon? Um, you know, Ninja Gaiden, uh, Secret of Mana, and Final Fantasy 7, those were games that were not in my repertoire. I did not play any of those. But Link's Awakening, by far, were the best Zelda games ever. Um Star Fox was a fun game. I mean, I was a 64 kid, so anything that came out on the 64, well, even Super Nintendo, like, I was a Nintendo kid. Mm-hmm. I loved the Nintendo games. Yeah. So, like, Legend of Zelda was, that was my top one right there, Link's Awakening.
1: Yeah.
3: Like, that's that's when I fell in love with Zelda. Yeah. Like, I, I played the first Zelda and the second one, and they were like, eh, I don't understand these. And then when Link's Awakening came around, it was like I fell in love with. That. Right.
2: Yeah, I'm of the same um, mind of uh, with the Legend of Zelda: uh, Link's Awakening. Uh, I, I personally would have it higher on this list, obviously. Oh, definitely. But um, <clears throat> so being at, sitting at 78 just doesn't feel right. It, it needs to be in the no. top 25 at the least, um, in my opinion.
3: But but then like Final Fantasy VII. I didn't get into Final Fantasy until Final Fantasy VIII. Right. Like I knew of 7, but I wasn't in RPGs then. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so I've never played it.
2: Oh, really? You never went back? No. Yeah.
3: No, I did get the remake, though, on the PlayStation since it was free recently. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs> I, will, I will say a little bit something about Ninja Gaiden Black. Uh, this is the reboot that came out on the original Xbox. And I remember um, it was one of the few Xbox exclusives that were out there at the time. And I was so jealous because the, this, this game was such a hyperactive action-style game that it was just, at the time, my favorite kind of game. And I was so ticked off that it was only on Xbox. <laughs> it, it eventually did come to PlayStation 3. But, yeah, it, it, was, just, it was just so long. And I was just like, "Ah man, what does the Xbox need to get that game? PlayStation's so much better." But, you know, but yeah, that was the PlayStation Two era at the time. But yeah, that's all I'll say about Ninja Gaiden Black. But now anybody can play it. And Star Fox definitely one of my favorite Super Nintendo games. Uh, I, I, classic. I, yeah, I, I love it. Uh, just on rail shooter, 3D graphics at the time. Uh, on Nintendo, yeah, all those super were NES sexy back then, yeah, yeah, just amazing, <coughs> and mad respect <laughs> for Final Fantasy VII. Uh, I've yeah. already made my feelings known about uh, JRPGs and <laughs> Final Fantasy VII at the time, but you know, uh, I also have remake. <laughs> Would like to play it, but you know, but. As I said, Final it's hard Fantasy to find 7.
3: time for RPGs anymore. <laughs> yeah.
2: But what I've told John in the last podcast, Brandon, was that I just couldn't understand with Final Fantasy 7 on PlayStation 1, how could a game this cool, this how could a game look this cool and be this boring?
3: <laughs> that's true i do remember it being like man that game looks awesome but then you'd see gameplay of it it's like oh uh, no yeah that's so, cool i just want to run around and kill people with that giant sword yeah. uh, <laughs> why couldn't this be
2: heathens. more like brave fencer musashi <laughs> you're all you're both
0: heathens yeah
2: okay moving on we're getting at some 75, we have GoldenEye 007. There it is.
3: Uh, number one.
2: Yeah, 75. <laughs> 74. We have Salmon Max <laughs> Hit the Road, another adventure game. 73, Resident Evil, the original. And 72, Mech Warrior 2. And 71, we have Planescape Torment. So,
3: Brandon,
2: mm-hmm. I'll let you lead off with GoldenEye here.
3: I mean, GoldenEye is like the best first-person shooter ever made ever uh, hands down ever <laughs> ever it, it is my personal favorite
1: okay uh,
3: i might be biased but <laughs> no it is, it is <laughs> my, my well, a little he, bit yeah uh, i was a big fan of uh, james bond right like i've seen just about every single one of them aside from maybe some of the newer ones but i don't know it, and pierce brosman was my favorite bond he really, and at the time he, like he
2: really was a good bond
3: like yeah. the Goldeneye movie I loved and then they came out with the game. I remember waiting and waiting. Like when I'd go to Walmart, I remember if somebody's playing the sixty four, I would stand and wait for them to get done so I could play the Goldeneye <laughs> demo. Every time we went to Walmart, I went to play the demo. Yep. I loved that game. Yep. And of
2: course, all three of us we we have fond memories of playing oh, yeah. Goldeneye and whooping up on each other and then getting older and you whooping up on us. So, (laughs) yeah.
3: Do y'all remember taking the body armor and like shooting it to move it around the map and hide it?
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Old strategies like that. Uh, just emergent gameplay these days. You just don't get that kind of stuff anymore.
3: You know, but as far as as the other four, I don't, I don't have anything to say about them. I don't. Okay. No, not much experience with the rest. Yeah.
2: Uh, so Sam & Max hit the road. That was uh, another adventure game by LucasArts. Um, based off of a comic book, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And uh, that game's getting a reboot. Not not the this specific game on the list, but uh, the series is going to be getting a reboot sometime this, this year. But yeah, I've never played any of the Sam & Max games. I know they're fondly remembered. The characters are kind of mascots. In a way,
3: um, yeah, I know of the game. I never played it. Yeah.
2: Uh, Resident Evil. Uh, I remember mm-hmm. uh, asking uh, you. I remember John, you and Mom were going to the video store, and I wasn't going for whatever reason. I can't remember. Uh, I wasn't in trouble or anything. But I asked. But they. But you guys asked me uh, if there was anything you wanted. Wanted me to, you guys to look for and pick up, and I remember asking you to get Resident Evil. And I remember mom coming back without it and saying, I didn't like the title. <laughs> 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 and then the cover art and stuff like that. And it's like, hmm. So she automatically made it made this uh connection as Resident Evil. It must be demonic or demonic influenced yeah. or something like that. If only it was named the Japanese name of Biohazard, she probably would have brought yeah. it back. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: but yeah. Oh yeah, I definitely remember being—I mean, talking to her or talking with her about that as we were going, and she's like, "What's the game called?" And I'm like, "I think he said it was Resident Evil." (laughs) And she was like, "Evil." She was like, "Evil." (laughs) The game is called Evil. See, this is um, the—he wants to play this game. Yeah, this
2: is um, uh, this is the side of the story I've never heard.
1: That's
2: funny.
0: Yeah, I actually, and and I'm pretty sure, um, you know, I went and grabbed it. And she was like, I don't think so. I think we're going to put that back. <laughs> yeah, I think you brought back
2: Madden instead.
0: <laughs> okay, I know James likes this game. We'll get him this instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. That, that, that's what I remember about the first Resident Evil. But when I finally played it, I could never get out of that first room because I was so freaking scared. <laughs> that's funny. So and then I, when I did get out of that room, I go down that first hallway. Okay, you first hallway's dog fine. And then down. you come back and yeah. that dog runs out. I'm like,
1: no. Right.
2: <laughs> I remember it scared me so bad. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. That's Resident Evil at seventy five. That was a waste of five
0: dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right?
2: And then there's um MechWarrior Warrior Two at seventy two. That's a uh, that's a game I really desperately wanted to play on PC really badly, but for some reason I just could never get it to work on our PC. Um,
3: and because I, you didn't have the big um, control panel. Yeah, that's what I needed. I needed the double joysticks. <laughs> <like> that. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, it's
2: The cockpit. I, I love giant robots you know, pilotable giant robots. I love Gundam, Evangelia, and, and, any of that stuff. And MechWar oh, yeah. 2 was just so grounded. It was like, yes, this is awesome. And so I wanted to play that so bad, but never, never could get it to work. And I could never wrap my head around it either, uh, with just a mouse and a keyboard. Uh, and plain state scape torment. I really don't have any, uh, experience with, you know, with it being a, a PC RPG. So never really played RPGs on, a on PC all that much. So. Yeah,
0: it's definitely considered one of the best, uh, especially in the D&D um RPG games for the for the uh, PC. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, it's known as being kind of like I'm going to say like Final Fantasy 4 was for the JRPG where, you know, you had all these games that just followed the similar formula and it was more focused on exploration or on battles, you know, on fighting or whatever and and, you know, like with the the JRPGs, Final Fantasy IV introduced just a completely different kind of storytelling. I mean, it took the storytelling in games to, to a completely different level right. of just the complexity of the characters and their relationships with one another and, you know, the betrayals and right. uh, love story, you know, and it was just on a storytelling level, it just was completely unlike anything that had been out, you know, before. And Planescape Torment kind of did the same thing for the CRPG, where it just... I mean, the the storytelling in it was just something that that people hadn't experienced before. Um, and to this day, people love the story for this game. Um, I've got... Uh, it's another one that I've got, like, in its four or five different <laughs> iterations. So, mm. um, But the other game on this... Uh, in this five that that I really love is the Sam and Max hit the road. Um, And I definitely agree with this being higher than Day of the Tentacle. Uh, The humor in this game absolutely just registered with me. And you have these two cute animal characters that you get to use. And so um, I just fell in love with the characters for this game. Uh, hit the road it, it's a lot of the puzzles were way more logical intuitive than day of the tentacle Uh, really good game I recommend playing uh, this game if you haven't
2: okay mm. I'll have to give that a try then so uh, we get to move on yeah. okay yeah. so 70 we have Tecmo Bowl for the NES we have 69 Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty 68, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, the uh, the remake for the PlayStation 3, I believe it is. Um, we have Mega Man 2 at 67. 66, Burnout 3, Takedown. So, obviously, out of those five, I, I automatically zone in on Metal Gear Solid 2. I
1: mean, yeah, me too.
2: <laughs> if anybody's listened to this, any of our episodes on this podcast, I think they very quickly... Uh, get the fact that we really love Metal Gear.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Giant yeah, I wouldn't have Wolf guessed robots. that.
0: <laughs> I, I wouldn't have guessed that coming from the, the two guys that made an entire episode just on Metal Gear.
3: Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Don't judge us. <laughs> really? You I mean, they're, like they're decent games. You know, I, I <laughs> would check surprised. them out. All of them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they're worth a the look. You know, <laughs> yeah, they're worth the play. I mean, you know, we could
2: take it or leave it, sure.
3: <laughs> and they got great. They got they just got great replay value. That's all, you know.
2: Yeah, I mean, and, and really, really fascinating game design that goes deeper than anybody else. But hey, you know,
3: yeah, and great story. You know, it's like playing a movie. Yeah, maybe. Oh God, I have got
0: them started again. <laughs> <man.
3: Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> you but, get to watch ice cubes melt. I mean, come on, yo, we, it's in me.
0: We we heard this already. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so
2: yeah, Metal Gear Solid Two, Brandon and me. That, that that one should be all the way up uh, in the top five on this list, in our opinion. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only second to really Gear top five.
3: Well, I would okay. say top ten at least. Uh, okay. Raiden was kind of a B, if you know what I mean.
2: Eh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. After cool. first impressions. <laughs> after after first impressions. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, you could definitely say it's top 10. But if you play it again, you kind of soften a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It gets better. Would would you
0: guys say this is the best Metal Gear Solid next to the original? No,
2: I would say Metal Gear Solid 3 would be
0: that that game.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's peak Metal Gear for me, is Metal Gear Solid 3.
3: I mean, Metal Gear Solid would be my number one, and then probably three. And then it'd be kind of hard to choose the next one because then they're all just kind of like the same level for me i would
2: say four after three
3: yeah um it was good it had a lot of awesome mechanics to the game and visuals yeah like i mean i still say laugh and grow fat all the time and that's from sun of liberty yeah yeah
2: yeah i mean Metal gear solid 2 is kind of like um the skyward sword of the metal gear series you know (laughs) yeah so i would say okay Still really good. Yeah, well, I
1: played it. I mean, least, I just, least, I mean, I, 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah go ahead.
0: Yeah, I, I would have to go against the grade and say that my second favorite after the first one, uh, my second favorite Metal Gear Solid game was the one for the PSP, uh, Peace Walker. Oh, uh,
3: oh yeah. Peace yeah. Walker, yeah.
2: Man. Peace Walker, was, Peace really Walker was a good one. Yeah, I like Peace Walker a lot. I think it had the better story um, uh, out of a lot of them. Uh, just because it was, for some reason, it was a lot more coherent. <laughs> but anyway, we'll get off the Metal Gear Solid train here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm to. We, 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 we can I'm take up entire, uh, I'm going to yeah, wrench obviously. myself <laughs> off of this, and I'm going right to Mega Man 2.
1: <laughs> so, Yay, okay.
2: So and you think the some conversation the will be any shorter ever.
0: if you do that? Yeah. Well, at least we're changing the subject. <laughs> okay. Mega Man 2. Yeah.
2: But, you yeah. know, Mega Man 2, obviously one of the greatest um, game series of all time. Um, for
3: me, it's it's the original nail biter. Like, what the heck? Yeah. I mean,
2: <laughs> the music, the levels, uh, the powers. I mean, it's like it was just perfect. You know, uh, Ma- Mega Man 2, if we were like to compare it to uh, like Mega Man as a band, um, Mega Man 2 is uh, the is Metallica's black album, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like
2: it's just perfect. It is just the perfect combination of everything. Yeah. So
3: in Those games are always too difficult for me. Oh, they are the were ones. you able
0: Did you ever beat it?
3: James?
2: Uh yeah, I did I, yeah, I definitely beat Mega Man 2. Um without a game genie. <laughs> I <will> say. <laughs> I didn't use a game genie. <laughs> I did finish it.
3: But yeah, Mega Man 8 was the only one I really played all the way through.
0: Mm. Oh, 8 was a great game, too. I loved 8.
3: But yeah, Mega Man 2, 1, 2, like those earlier ones, they were just, I was, I wasn't skilled enough to play them. Mm. Like you had to get all your jumps perfectly timed and it it was a hard game.
0: Oh, yeah. Right, and if you got pushed back, you know the enemies would respawn again. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, so so frustrating. Frustrating. It was <laughs> pretty <laughs> brutal. Yeah, because I mean that was just the day of the the NES. You know that's just yeah. how games were. But
3: um, it was challenging. Yeah.
0: Yep.
2: Uh, anybody else have anything to add to anything? Mm,
0: yeah, I've not was... played any of the other games other than Metal Gear and, and Mega Man on on the of Five.
3: Okay. Uh, I played a little bit of Prince of Persia. I was never really a really big fan of it. I remember some of the puzzles were neat, but just like the platforming puzzles, you know? Yeah. But I, I never really got into the game itself as like as a whole.
2: Yeah. I, I really like the, the reboot of the uh, Prince of Persia games. I never played Sands of Time, though. I played all the games after that. But... Yeah. But I'm really looking forward to the uh, the HD re-release that they're doing. So I'll probably go back and play that version. Um, and Burnout 3. I'm pretty
3: sure I played Burnout 3, yeah. but I don't remember Burnout it.
2: Burnout 3, I mostly played the crash mode. It had the best crash mode uh, in the oh, entire okay. series. So I did s- <laughs> crash so many cars.
3: <laughs> and then I don't know what Tecmo Bowl is.
2: Tecmo Bowl is a football game. Uh, oh, yeah. Madden. Then I definitely
3: wouldn't have played it. Yeah, it predates Madden. And-
2: all those other games but yeah it's a classic so moving on uh, unless you have uh, something else to add there john no nope okay moving on 65 we have thief 2 the metal age 64 total annihilation 63 virtual fighter 4 evolution 62 wolfenstein 3d and 61 fantasy star 4 uh
3: so who wants to start Um, I have experience with Wolfenstein 3D. Or wait, which one was that?
2: It was the first one.
3: Yeah, yeah. I'm familiar with that one, Virtual Fighter. And that's it. Like, I don't don't have anything on the others. Okay. But I remember playing Virtual Fighter with you guys a lot.
2: Yeah, yeah. Evolution. We played a lot of Evolution. Uh, And this is the one thing about Virtual Fighter that I... That I admire a lot is just the fact that it's a fighting game. It's one of the most complex fighting games, but it only has three buttons: you have a guard, yeah. a punch, and a kick. And yet, it it's one of the hard game. It's one of the hardest games to master. Um, yeah, and I remember playing Virtual Fighter Four all the time. It was such a good game. So so complex though. <laughs> so complex. Yeah, it really was. Like. I had no concept of what frame counting was until I started playing Virtua Fighter 4, and I still can't
0: do it. <laughs> but yeah. Well, no, I mean, most people don't actually frame count. It just gives them a reference for it, but yeah. <laughs> They're not actually counting each frame, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely way more advanced than a lot of the games that we were playing at the time, uh, the other fighting games. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, we had some pretty epic battles on virtue fighter four uh very good game uh the other game the only other game in this in this group of five that i um i mean i've played uh all of them except total annihilation but um fantasy star four is an excellent game it is uh it's probably the best rpg uh on the sega genesis um and um it it I mean, it's just got an incredible story. It's got an incredible world. The characters, it, it really is. It's a game that like, a lot of people don't know about because they didn't have a Sega Genesis. Right. Um, but sure. uh, it is an excellent JRPG. So yep. um, any RPG fans that are listening, if you've not tried it, you need to try it.
1: All right.
2: Strong recommendation on Fantasy Star 4 from John.
3: Uh, From a strong fantasy player.
2: Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I will point out Thief 2, The Metal Age. Now, the Thief games, if you're a stealth – if you really like stealth games, the Thief games is something you really need to try out, unless playing in first-person stealth mode just isn't your thing. But um, Thief 2, The Metal Age – it's a stealth game. If you really like stealth games like Hitman or anything else like that, you, you should try uh, Thief, the, the Thief series. It's it's really cool. Um, Wolfenstein 3D. Obviously, it started my love of FPSs, first-person shooters. Um, and I remember playing it on PC and really being, you know... And I played this game before Doom, so... It, it, I remember the violence striking me uh, very much uh, when, when I first saw <clears throat> when I first saw this game. And Did you I, like it? And that's the thing I didn't know if I liked it or if I was appalled or, or scared <laughs> by. It. I was so young, I was young enough at the time where I, I mean, was affected by such things. But uh, there you were was, killing Nazis. Yeah, but the overall thing inside my head was. I don't know if I'm allowed to play this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I'm just to play. It, it was yeah, but it was Dad that brought it home for us to play. It yeah, so. was a
3: shareware game. Oh, that's so, you know. Funny. And <laughs>
0: <Right. laughs> I was only
2: yeah. 10 at the time and you know they weren't watching us, so I was like, okay, and so I would play it. And then Doom came out and you know Doom has all that demonic imagery and stuff in it, yeah. and you know it's like you're but you know it's like you're not using that demonic imagery, you're you're fighting Demons and killing, yeah. you know, stuff. So it's like, okay, so you're 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 on the good side. You're just you know fighting through hell, but, but you know, and that game kind of <laughs> scared me a little bit. But we're, but yeah, that's not on the list yet. Um, so we get to move on. Yep. Yep. Okay. So next we have the original Prince of Persia that came out on PC a long time ago at sixty and fifty nine. We have Command and Conquer Red Alert. 58, Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Fifty-seven ICO 56 NHL 94. So <clears throat> there's a number of games on here that uh yeah. that definitely catch my eye. Uh I, <laughs> Command and Conquer Red Alert catches my eye because of the really bad uh live action cutscenes they had. Cutscenes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's like they had Tim Curry, they had Tim Curry. Playing a role, I'm like, <laughs> will that man do anything? <laughs> but yeah, it was it was that that's what I mainly remember about the Command and Conquer series is just those really bad uh, real time uh, live action cutscenes. Uh, then you have Mike Tyson's Punch Out, which uh, in Japan it was called Mister Dream, wasn't it? Something what? like that. You, what was it called in Japan?
0: Uh, Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Yeah, it had a different. Title, uh, I think didn't it's. It? Um, let's see. I I don't remember. I think it's just called Punch Out.
2: Yeah, it's probably just Punch Out. And I remember the last boss was. Let me look it up. Named Mr. Dream. <clears throat> but
0: yeah, it wasn't until right, Yeah, it yeah, it's the just US. it's just called Punch Out. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah but it, it wasn't until the U.S. when they actually had Mike Tyson licensing on it, and they replaced Mr. Dream with Mike Tyson. So and I think they ended up using the Mr. Dream character model for a different fighter. Uh but that might just be my my brain misremembering mis- that. But
0: yeah, I, I think I, I don't think that was a I don't think that was a localization issue. I think um Mr. Dream became a uh not a li- it was a licensing issue where like they couldn't use Mike Tyson anymore, so they had to change him out. Ah, For Mr. Dream in like later releases of it, like when the uh, Virtual Console version came out, um, I'm pretty sure it wasn't a a, it wasn't a localization issue.
2: Okay, so that's Um. just something after the fact when they lost the Mike Tyson.
0: Right, when they re-released it for like the virtual console or that you can play it right now, I, I guess on the Switch or something. Right. And, okay. and so those later releases, they had they couldn't use Mike Tyson anymore. Well, that in the so. fact that, that he went to Was That around the time when he <laughs> would, I
3: was let's say he'd <laughs> years off at that time, wouldn't he? Yeah. yeah. He, he went to
2: jail for domestic uh, uh, assault too, so. <laughs> so I guess Nintendo really wanted to distance themselves from him at that point. A game
3: called Mike right. Tyson's Punch-Out probably didn't sound good. Oh, yeah, but uh, <laughs>
2: But then they have Ico. Um,
3: That was a good game. Oh, man.
2: That that was an odd game, but it was was a good one. It was unique. Very unique. Uh, It was the first in that series of games. We went from Ico to Shadow of the Colossus to... Mm -hmm. um, Yeah.
1: uh, Last Guardian. Last
2: Guardian. And so it's like it's in that that series of games uh, from that particular creator, Um, which escapes my mind. All of a sudden, I should remember his name. I feel ashamed for not remembering, but I remember having a lot of fun on Ico when it first came out. Uh, <laughs> it was—you um, should be ashamed. I yeah. am ashamed. I am not a true fan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, the—I mean—the team is
3: actually just the called the, Team uh, Ico, right? Yeah, is but the uh,
2: yeah, but the actual guy behind Team Ico, uh, who actually the game director, uh-huh. who uh, steers the vision uh, of that world, it's and why creator, should, yeah. Fumitu Ueda. Here. That's his name. Yeah, I just found it in the in the yeah. descriptor. Uh, yeah, true fan here. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I remember uh, uh, playing it ones. on a demo disc <laughs> and going, "This game is so fascinating." And not really fully appreciating it until I got older. Um, That's usually how it is, though. Yeah, it really is. Uh, yeah, for a lot of games when you play them too young. Uh, yeah, you don't really appreciate it until you. Really get the full fullness of it all,
0: uh, especially for these more like artistic kind of games. Oh, totally,
2: totally. But um, yeah. Anything else to add, boys?
3: Uh, no. I mean, I I remember playing Punch Out a lot when I was young. I played Prince of Persia, but it was again, it was one of those of, like the puzzles were cool. I just didn't enjoy the game, right and then ICO it was like you said, it was just a unique game it was very different but it was enthralling just like it, it was kind of like a a breath of fresh air at the time yeah i don't know and then yeah you know, i think yeah person.
0: yeah ICO is definitely a, an experience i mean kind of like you know games you've got like journey uh, that they don't have a lot of action or anything. It's just it's just the overall experience that just pulls you in mm-hmm. uh, is what uh, Aiko is really remembered for. But I'm going to say, like, personally, I didn't really fall in love with it the way a lot of people do. Yeah. I mean, I played the HD uh, um, remaster of it on the PlayStation 3, and I got the platinum trophy for it. But when I went back and watched, like, video of, of it on YouTube, like Let's Play, um i i couldn't remember any of it i was like i don't yeah. remember doing this at all yeah <laughs> i mean like nothing had stuck <laughs> with me so yeah it, it just um i i can understand why it's on the list you know but uh, for me it, it wouldn't be on my top 100 list personally but yeah.
3: okay as far as games go it was it was a right game. Yeah. yeah right yeah
2: well love it or hate it here it is <laughs> So yeah. moving on, uh, at 55, we have final fantasy two, which this is a technicality. It's actually final fantasy four. We'll, we'll explain that a little bit. Uh, and then 54, <laughs> we have the original Contra on the N- NES and 53 Rome, total war 52 Dune Two: the building of a dynasty and at 51 Sonic, the hedgehog, so Sonic has finally reared his ugly head on this list. <clears throat> a lot higher than what I thought he would be, but anyway. So I don't think he's ugly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's well, a cute they, little hedgehog
2: when they changed hedgehog, him
3: in the movie, it was he was
2: ugly. <laughs> yeah, you you, know, you obviously didn't. We're talking about the movie version, the original movie version. <laughs> Those teeth. Ugh.
0: Oh, did you see? Did you see the movie with um? Jim Carrey?
2: I did. I I did not. I want to. I'm going to eventually, but.
3: But It's um, about what you'd expect. Okay.
0: I still (laughs) want to see it, though. I I actually, very strangely, I just watched it yesterday for the first time. Oh. Um, I'm way behind then. (laughs) But, yeah. Again, yeah. It's like Brandon said. It's it's what you'd expect it to be.
3: Yeah. Okay.
0: it's on par with all the other video game movies out there
3: <laughs> it has its moment where it's like ah, ha, ha, but most of it's just like oh, okay. <laughs> right yeah
0: trying too hard
2: yeah okay. well anyway uh yeah 55 final fantasy 2 which is actually final fantasy fantasy 4 this is a tale of two two different releases and john why don't you take take this one because i i, I think you'd t- probably tell it better than i would
0: What do you mean? Two different releases? Well, Final Fantasy two. You talking about the localization? Actually,
2: yeah, they're actually talking about Final Fantasy four. So,
0: well, I think a lot of people know by now that you know Final Fantasy was huge here in Japan, but it hadn't really developed a big enough following in the uh, Western market for them to localize Final Fantasy. What would it, what was actually The real Final Fantasy 2 and 3, which were for the Famicom or would have been for the uh, NES. Um, And um, so because they never localized uh, 2 and 3 for the NES, the next Final Fantasy to get a North American release was what in Japan was Final Fantasy 4. Uh, but since it was only the second game that was coming out in North America, they had to rename it to Final Fantasy two so that people would be like, you know, where's two and three, you know? So, right. uh, so that's why it got renamed. Uh, now they have changed it back to Final Fantasy four in the future releases, of course, uh, now that they have, uh, released, uh, different variations of Final Fantasy two II and three. Um, and, um, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of more people now understand, uh, the, uh, the different releases, but. Uh, that's why you have this discrepancy between uh, the two titles. So
2: Okay. So where would you rank that Final Fantasy out of all the Final Fantasies?
0: Final Fantasy IV? Uh, out of all the Final Fantasies? Hmm, that's a good question. Uh, for me, personally, it would probably be maybe fourth for me. Oh, how convenient. Uh, on the list. <laughs> <laughs> right. Four is four. My favorite is number one. <laughs> number two is number two. Number three is my fourth number favorite.
1: Three. Is four.
0: <clears throat> I think. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it, that's a that's a difficult question. But right. it would have to come behind hot. It would have to come after, of course, Final Fantasy 6 But for me, Final Fantasy V would also be b- uh, above it. Right. Um. And then um, and then I would say Final Fantasy. Hey. Uh, maybe Final Fantasy VII <laughs> yeah. uh, would would go be before it, um. So
2: okay, uh, moving along then. Uh, I but that's really, just my opinion. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Uh, so now we have uh, for me. I want to highlight Contra because I had a lot of fun playing Contra. It was one of the few Contra two-player games. Game. Yeah, it was one of the few two-player games you had on the NES at the time, and you know, having a sibling who's close in age to you, you know, that that's important because you don't have to take turns.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: So I remember that,
3: uh, Rome. Oddly enough. War. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was telling Brian that I was doing the podcast with you guys. Oh yeah. And I, I told him the topic and he's like, you know, I really loved Contra. I was, younger. <laughs> I was like, really? That's funny. But yeah, that was just, it reminded me of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah that, that was, was a fun. game that like i i never really loved that game it was a game that i was forced to play
3: <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like i was holding a gun to your head. <laughs> i don't know you may have been it may have been a light maybe <laughs> yeah, it
0: <wasn't>, yeah maybe.
2: <laughs> or a ninja turtle stab. it was uh yeah know.
0: it wasn't a gun it was you, you you had left fist and here is right fist you know so um, I
2: wasn't very creative yeah, with the naming uh... of my fists.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm glad we can laugh about this. <laughs> but okay, so moving on, we have the Rome Total War. Uh, have you played Rome Total War, John? Yeah. The Total War series uh, is really hardcore on right? <laughs> right?
0: Right. Right. Uh, really good st- uh, strategy. Tactical battles. Are, I mean, they're huge battles. Yeah, very, Absolutely huge battles. Very historically um,
2: accurate, are they?
0: Mm-hmm, yeah. So you yeah, I. Um... <laughs> right. You don't need to go to school. Just play these games. Um, Total War series is excellent, and and of course Rome is considered to be um, by a lot of people the best um, in in the series. Uh, now I personally prefer the Shogun series, but right um, the Shogun games, I guess, in, in the series. Right. Um, I love the Japanese Japanese feel to them, but uh, yeah, Rome is a great game.
2: Okay, cool. Uh, Dune Two: The Building of a Dynasty, another RTS in the Dune universe. Uh, Frank Herbert's. Uh, widely popular um, classic sci-fi saga, even though it can, it can get pretty crazy at times. Uh, and then you have, like I said, Sonic the Hedgehog, classic Sega Genesis game. Put Sega on the map uh, in the
3: U.S. So, I mean, I, I remember playing Sonic.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like we we really can't say without the competition of Sonic, gaming probably wouldn't be where it is now. You know, if it yeah. was just one big Nintendo dystopia, I mean, we'd probably still be getting good games, but <laughs> it definitely wouldn't be as grand as it is now. So say what you will. will serve its place. Yeah. I mean, say what you will about the quality of Sonic the Hedgehog as a game or as a series. Uh, it, it's important in the scope of uh, gaming history. So mm-hmm. you gotta have it. So moving on. We okay? Yep. All right. So we are finally in reaching into the top 50. We have Super Smash Brothers at 50, 49, Guitar Hero 2, 48, Shining Force 2, 47, God of War. And we're talking about the very first God of War on PlayStation 2 because the PlayStation 4 version of the game hadn't come out yet. And 46, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, and I'm going to name off the next five. Uh, 45, Battlefield 1942, Panzer Dragoon Saga at 44. 43, Bowder's Gate 2, Shadows of Om or M? I don't know. Uh, 42, The Legend of Zelda, the original for the NES. And 41, Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. So a lot of good ones here. A lot of good ones in that in those ten I just named off. Uh, you have obviously number fifty, Super Mario Brothers. Uh, no, I'm mean Super Mario, Super Smash, Smash Brothers.
1: Brothers.
2: <laughs> uh, I remember when that game came out on sixty four. It was kind of surreal because it's like you had all these characters, and like you mean we can fight? <laughs> that was that was just a you would think would be like a fan made game that would just be taken down by Nintendo, but somehow Nintendo said let's do this thing, and it created a giant. <laughs> yeah Mm -hmm. and yeah now everybody wants a a smash smash up of video game characters in in every game now it's like Mm -hmm. everybody wants uh, some character from some game in smash brothers now so and i'd say they should have it if they want master chief (laughs) give it to them yeah give it to them if they want master chief in there Put Master Chief in there. <laughs> they want Hayashi from Tekken. Put him in there. <laughs> you
3: know? yeah, they put Snake in there.
2: Yeah, Snake's in there. Sonic's. Yeah, in they there. already did that. Might as well just let everyone. So if join you, in.
0: so if you could add any character to the roster, not caring about what what the fans desire. I mean, just based on your own personal preferences. Okay, uh, who would you add to the series to the to the game?
2: Hmm that's hard for me because a lot of the characters I would say are already in there. Like I never thought we'd get street fighter yeah, characters that's me. in there. <laughs> um, yeah. And then it's like, you, you would never, you, you wouldn't think that snake would have been in there because he's so gun related. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's just, and now we have, it's like so many different characters and I'm like thinking to myself, that one's really hard. <laughs> uh, you can't even say, yourself because they have me characters in there now
3: so <laughs> seriously
0: yeah you can fight with your yeah, own. yeah that's Mii. true wow. you can customize it and give it its own move
3: set so. smash brothers mm.
2: yeah i guess i would say waluigi because they just won't get they just won't do it they just won't add him yeah, yeah and i am a waluigi guy so, so right. I use them That's in true. Mario Kart. I use them in the, in the sports games. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know why, but for some reason, while Luigi, I've just connected with the guy. So <laughs> mm-hmm. funny. yeah, I, I don't, I, don't
0: know I think, why. you know, if you look at like polls, um, for, uh, you know, characters that are most wanted, usually like Crash Bandicoot is at the top or at least in the top three yeah. of every list that you find online and i'm yeah. just thinking what kind of move set well, how would he fight crash bandicoot because i remember playing the games and you're just running along the path he's been he oh, okay he has a uh, little, oh, okay a that's a right belly flop slide.
2: he has a power slide yeah he has a belly flop move um yeah he does slide now um and that now, that yeah, in the recent games, they've released all these masks that give them different powers now. So,
3: oh, yeah, not really in the most
2: recent game. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So. Oh, the one that's titled It's About Time or something. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's pretty fun. It's hard, but I, I can go into all sorts of things of why why that game is just OK, <laughs> you
3: know. But, yeah. But anyway, Guitar, Guitar Hero, Hero 2. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Played, played that game a lot.
2: Yeah. I actually have Guitar Hero 2 hooked up to a PlayStation 2 right now. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. I got two
3: guitars.
2: I got the memory card hooked up. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it, it's ready yeah. to go. Wow. Even on, a, on your old CRT TV, John. <laughs> okay. So it's a classic. It's setup a real yet. experience. Yeah, yeah. It's like going back in time. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yep. Uh so let's see God of War obviously launched a huge series, great right? game, yeah, pure action, just, just
3: amazing puzzles, oh, just that a, would infuriate me,
2: yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say they were amazing puzzles, but they they were they were pretty good, and then there was um, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> okay let's just say i didn't think they were that hard but you know i didn't want to i didn't want to say that
3: say, some puzzles i would literally spend hours on and then i'd be like screw this and i'd turn the game off and then i'd come back to play it like the next day and figure it out like instant instantly like, yeah. what the
2: crap? you just needed to get away right. from it
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah Why didn't i moments. noticed that yeah
2: yeah pretty much yeah but of course the highlight of the game was the combat um yeah, it had kind of a kind of a story there. They tried to flesh Kratos out into be more of a human being, but that was near impossible. Um, it wasn't until you know the PS4 game came out where they actually really gave him a character arc and made him a you know an interesting character.
3: But humanized him.
2: Yeah, they 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 humanized him, but you know, <laughs> right? <clears throat> whether you think that's a good or a bad thing, whatever. But yeah, but Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two. Spent a lot of time playing the Tony Hawk games.
3: Yep. I learned about a lot of bands from Tony Hawk. That too.
2: Yeah. Games. Very influential soundtrack. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you, now you can play Tony Hawk 2 on current gen uh, consoles.
3: Um, yeah. No, I've kind of wanted to get it, but I haven't.
2: <laughs> yeah. It, it goes <laughs> on sale a lot, man. You should, you should probably uh, dig in sometime.
3: Oh, I need to keep an eye
2: on it then. Yeah. Battlefield. Battlefield. Battlefield 1942. (laughs) That that was my first introduction to the Battlefield series. Um, Yeah, mine too. Yeah, it it was so good. It was amazing. The graphics
3: sucked, but mm -hmm. it felt so good. It would
2: be nice if they could get back to that simplicity again, because I think things are just, things have kind of gotten out of hand with the Battlefield series a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Panzer Dragoon Saga. I really like that game.
3: Um, never got into those
2: yeah it's funny though because you mentioned uh, the goods and their Sega Saturn and uh,
3: you, mm-hmm. you you say it, every time you bring them they, up you they always
2: talked about playing that game over there their house. they did have
3: it I mean I, I played it but it was like at the same time it was just like I didn't have a Sega right? so it was like the only time I got to play it was when I was there but of course there was all kinds of other kids so it was like I don't want to get to play it for so long before somebody would be like I want to play a game yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but Pancer, I
2: mean, it was Panzer Dragoon saga. It was fun. Yeah. It, it's a really good game. It's on rails, but it, it's interesting because you can actually take a three hundred and sixty view uh, of, the, of yeah. the area. Unlike star Fox, where you're just facing forward all the time. You have enemies mm-hmm. coming in from behind you, from the side, uh, above you, below you. And you had to target <laughs> them and it was just, it, it was awesome. I, I, lo- I loved I that game. Um, now that I've talked about well, it.
0: Well, one thing about this, the Panzer Dragoon Saga, was uh, it added in a lot of RPG elements that too, as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it opened it up to uh, uh, people who are more interested in those genres as well. Right. Um, so.
2: Yeah, now you can play it again on your Switch because they re-released it.
3: That's, on, uh, that's probably why I didn't care as much for it because it had all that, you know, like backstory and stuff to it. I just, I just didn't care. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I don't care about these characters. Yeah,
3: but that—I mean, like, that. I was younger then when I played that, so I was like, I was just all right. about the pure entertainment. I and... don't want
0: to read. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Readings for nerds.
3: <laughs> I already went to school this week. <laughs> right.
2: Okay, so moving on to the Legend of Zelda here. Um, skipping over about the very Gate. first one, um, but yeah, the very first one—that game is. The epitome of wide open, go wherever you want, do whatever you want, figure it out yourself. Gameplay, which is really hilarious because that's where that, that's the chic thing to do in games nowadays um, is to do what yeah. they were doing way back, way back then. And fun fact, when they were um, uh, developing Breath of the Wild, they actually prototyped uh, Breath of the Wild systems within the Legend of Zelda, the original game. So oh, really? Yeah, they actually uh, went back to that cool. original game is like let's get back to that go anywhere do whatever you want uh-huh. type of thing. So they went back and made kind of like a which I think they should release that that prototype or finish making that prototype and release it as its own game. I think that would be kind of
3: cool. But yeah. Uh, the Legend of Zelda it, it was one of those games that I only made it to like the first dungeon when I was a kid. Right. Um but, like, I kind of wish I could would play it now because I feel like I can beat the game now. Yeah. But, like, back then, it's like I had no idea what to do. i just run around and kill things yeah. and get bored. Yeah.
2: And you can't right. actually play the Legend, the original Legend of Zelda on, um, on the Switch right now through their NES app on there. So, oh, yeah? Yeah, if you had a Switch and you subscribed to their online service, you would have that at your fingertips. Uh, oh, yeah, I need to give you a switch. Yeah, you do. <laughs> they're, they're really, the, the switch is probably one of the best consoles you can get if you're a parent. <laughs> you know, yeah, not that's just for I your kids, for not not just for your kids, And but Ashley, just for you because you can play it on the go. <laughs> you're not chained down. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, and then you have Super Mario World Two, Yoshi's Island. I, I, I bring this game up because it was just so different from all the other mario games you they've ever brought out you know the yeah, yeah. egg tossing mechanic yeah you you're escorting baby mario which i don't know what's up with baby mario but anyway <laughs> but yeah i remember that game being yeah, very maybe. hard too so <clears throat> i don't know if anybody yeah, else yeah i love has that, that
3: game yeah mm-hmm. it was a fun game Yeah, I didn't. didn't Yeah,
0: I mean, it was very different from any of the previous Mario games. You know, it had a a completely different aspect with the egg tossing and having to, you know, of course, take care of uh, Baby Mario. But uh, the art style, the enemies—I mean, they were just very memorable. Um, The puzzles in it, you know, I mean, I think typical Mario games—it was just about platforming and timing, but. With Yoshi's Island, you had puzzle elements uh, to it on how to use your, your eggs and where to throw them and, and, you know, hitting different switches to do different things or, right. you know, breaking walls or whatever. Um, so um, I, I really loved that game. Uh, and it was good on the Game Boy Advance, too. They released uh, they re-released it for the GBA. Right. And it was really good there, too.
2: Yeah. I think what the real shame is, though, uh, recent uh, iterations of Yoshi's Island or in that vein have kind of been uh, dulled down to be very kid-friendly for whatever reason. So they're, they're almost relegated in the same aspect of Kirby games right now. So, oh. yeah, so mm-hmm. yeah, they've, they've dropped the whole escort idea, but the egg-tossing idea is there. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's kind of a shame that we saw a game that was that hardcore kind of being relegated into more simpler uh, Kid friendly affair. All right, so moving on to the next 10, we have Gran Turismo 3 A Spec at 40. 39, we have Super Mario Bros. 3. 38, Final Fantasy Tactics. 37, Pokemon Blue Version. 36, Grim Fandango. 35, Grand Theft Auto 3. 34, Deus Ex. 33, Fallout. 32, Halo Combat Evolved. And thirty-one, we have another Le- Zelda game: The Legend of Zelda: Majora's Mask. So, uh, what sticks out to you guys in, the, in that list of ten?
3: Well, um, Gran Turismo, yeah, three was probably the one I actually started getting into mm-hmm. in the series, and I played that game a lot. It took me—I remember—it took me forever to get used to playing a simulator but once i figured it out it was like this game is so much fun you get to drive cars that you've never even seen before in life yeah and i mean i mean if you look at it today yeah the graphics weren't that good but at the time it was like oh wow look at the skyline it looks so amazing or the uh the pikes peak uh enduro car mm-hmm. um but that Gran Turismo 3 is really what set my interest in Gran Turismo. I I played the second one, um, but I didn't own it. Right. But then Gran Turismo 3 is like full-on Gran Turismo for me. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I remember playing Gran Turismo on PlayStation 2 and buying a racing wheel for it. Mm -hmm. And, oh, man, (laughs) that game with that racing wheel was just so much fun. Um, It changes the
3: whole dynamic of it.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like whenever you play a racing game and move to a steering wheel, I mean, it's Mm. just. It's hard to go back. Yeah. I mean, it's very hard to go back, you know. So, yeah. Gran Turismo 3, really great racing game. Uh I mean, Super
3: Mario Bros. 3. Yeah, I mean, it's like,
2: obviously, that one's... one's
3: Honestly, all of the Mario games are, like, memorable. Like, they're all good games. Yeah, they all leave their mark. I can't think of many Mario games that were bad.
2: Yeah, I mean, they don't really make bad Mario games. Mm-mm. Well, I don't know. Mario, Mario typing <laughs> was pretty bad.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I don't. I don't know about that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mario I don't Party.
2: know. It's, it's, Mario paint was a pretty interesting experience. Guys, experiment. <laughs> yeah, Mario
0: paint was good. I I really enjoyed Mario paint.
3: Yeah, you had a mouse. <laughs> so it's like oh, I, yeah. I don't know. Mario games. I feel like they need to be in their own list. Like just Mario in general. But right. then, well, there's then you go into the Mario list to like figure out which one was the best. Yeah. But like to, to throw Mario games into a list like this, it's it's too difficult to do.
2: Just seems like a too disrespectful to lump them in with the rest
3: of <laughs> yeah. the rest of yeah. all games. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, there's so many Mario games though. That's I don't know. Yeah. I don't think there's a hundred of them
2: though. But there's definitely no. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh so I guess we need to mention Pokemon well, Blue, I- you know, right? <laughs> Unless you have something else to say, John.
0: Oh no, I'm fine. Okay. Um, yeah, Pokemon. Um, yeah, you know, and actually, this—I'm sure they're—they're they're including Pokemon Blue in this list because it was like part of the first, you know, Red and Blue. I'm surprised actually yeah. they didn't have it as Red instead of Blue, but I had um, Red. But actually, in Japan. Um, blue was not part of the initial release uh, it was actually red and green at first and uh-huh. then they released blue which was like an enhanced version of red and green okay um, uh-huh. so um, but anyway uh, I this was a game that I thought when it came out I mean that's for little kids and uh, I was I don't remember how old I was then uh, maybe in, in middle school uh, but... Uh, I remember mom uh, finding uh, like a a target ad or something where they had it on sale for a really, really low price and she wanted to get it for our nephew. And um, she was like, well, um, you know, he might want to play with someone. So uh, does anybody want to get, get one? And so, I mean, she was asking, asking us and I was like, well, I mean if I can play with him, you know, I'll do it for him. I'll be the I'll be the good uncle. You know, I'll be the cool <laughs> uncle.
1: Yeah.
0: And and kind of sacrifice my time uh to uh to play this kid <laughs> game with him.
3: Sacrifice my time.
0: And um you know, I'll, I'll take one for the team, sort of thing. And uh, and then I got it, and I couldn't stop playing it. I was just like, oh my god, <laughs> this is awesome. Uh, this is feeding
3: and, my uh, addiction.
1: <laughs>
3: right, the, the original so, ones really were amazing. Yeah.
2: Back when you could name all the Pokemon off the top of your head. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. right. Now there are too many to The count. original 150 or 151.
0: 151, right.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it came out in And I actually
0: was I think I was one of the few people um in at least in our area that actually got all 151 Pokémon um because uh we we actually um both our nephew and I uh won uh Mew at the Toys R Us event that they did. Oh, yeah. um, it was like a scratch a scratch-off event. Yeah. yeah. And both of us got a Mew. Um so and we were able to, or at least I was able to complete the Pokedex.
2: That's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so I want to mention Grim i would say my favorite.
0: Well, okay. Ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that. That's oh, okay. probably my favorite game in this list uh, of of 10 that you just mentioned. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, I have such fond memories of Grim Fandango. Um and this is strange because if Grim Fandango came out after Monkey Island, uh, three, which is my favorite adventure point and click adventure game of all time, but um, uh, I remember playing Grim Fandango and having those tank controls because it was in 3D, and didn't really like the tank controls so much. I'm like thinking is like why in the world do I have to use the arrow keys to move around when I can just easily point and click? But once I got over that though. Um, uh, the game the game opened up a lot, but yeah, I mean, just really clever puzzle solving um the the characters were very relatable, even though they were dead, <laughs> and just the different things in the atmosphere that that they were going for was just so well executed and it was so well written i mean it's just just a really great uh, great uh adventure game puzzle adventure game.
0: I really loved Glottis. Glottis, in that, in he's
2: the game. He really is the best. <laughs> the guy
0: that was always always tweaking the uh, the car or the ship or whatever. I love when they get on that boat or that ship, yeah. and it's like this decrepit old ship. Yeah. And then after they've been on the sea for like a year, oh, he's got it totally souped up. Yeah,
2: it's got hydrofoils it and everything
1: like that. <laughs> right. <laughs>
2: yeah glottis is great i love it when he's in the hot rod this...
1: yeah <laughs> and he's got oh, the yeah. flames
2: going out the back i, I mean in, in a way i'm kind of like yeah there's a little bit of glottis in me
0: <laughs> i don't know why but <laughs> and i brandon i don't know if you've ever played grim fandango but for some reason I whenever i saw glottis uh oh. it, it would make me think of you brandon oh yeah just that big, <laughs> he's that big, lovable, fun guy, you know, that you always <laughs> want to have around. And, and, uh, um, yeah. Yeah, I, don't I, know never, why, I never played it. Every time I saw Glottis, you you have, yeah, you need <laughs> you to look up Glottis.
3: Yeah. I'll have to look him up now.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, and of course, Halo. H- Halo, uh, The game that built Xbox. Without Halo, there is no Xbox. Microsoft is not in the game console business
3: or anything like that. I mean... Halo was the only game that made me want to have an Xbox.
2: Yeah. And that was the truth for many. I mean... And really, it's like Halo in itself really was important for the game industry in general because it pretty much showed everybody the path to how to make an FPS, uh, a modern FPS on um on console you know yeah. with the dual the way they did their dual stick design you know look on right move on left um yeah it took me ages to figure <laughs> to, to wrap my brain around that because i came from mouse and keyboard and it just took me
3: for i do remember you making comments on those uh, shooters early on about man if i had a keyboard and mouse I'd be destroying all of you. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now
2: I can do that today. I can play keyboard and mouse on the PC with Halo Combat Evolved, but no, I wouldn't be owning anybody. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I remember you
0: buying... What, what, what system was that for where you actually bought like this? It was like a mouse controller it was that the, you could use on... I,
2: yeah, it was on the PlayStation 3. It was called the Splitfish and uh, it was also pc compatible but it was nice because you had an analog stick and like the left half of the controller um and then you had the mouse for the other half and um by that time i was a little bit more acclimated to stick controls so i lost a little bit of my muscle memory with that but i remember playing call of duty black ops 2 the multiplayer in that game and that really helped me kind of get my to feel a little bit more comfortable because it wasn't until that game where I actually started feeling comfortable playing twin stick. So I mean,
0: it was like, right. It took me that long. <laughs> well, Cause I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to was... say, I remember you telling us for years, I mean, for years you were like, if I had a mouse, I yep. would be tearing you guys up. If I had yep. a mouse, well, you guys would be, I mean, you would have no chance against me. And then you got that. <laughs> And it didn't help you at all.
2: <laughs> no, because it also... You lost your skill at that point. Well, also, yeah, I lost the right. skill, but man, it's like the, the frames weren't there. And I'm not making excuses, but it's like the frames weren't there. And also the um, uh, the, the mouse and thing would just disconnect constantly. It was so bad. <laughs> yeah. It was just so bad. But, um, but now that I'm piecing together <laughs> right. a, a PC again, I'm going to have to try to get that muscle memory back. And it's going to be so painful. Yeah. It's gonna be lo- learning how to walk again.
3: <laughs> but shoot, last time I used the keyboard and mouse, it hurt my wrist within like the thir- first thirty minutes. I was like, "What the crap!" Right. <laughs> right.
2: Yeah, but uh, Halo Combat Evolved changed in industry. Very important to just mm-hmm. gaming in general uh, because we, we use that twin stick kind of maneuverability thing in every game. It's not even first person shooters. I mean, we
3: use it in so many things. And, I mean, that was when they had the giant Xbox controller.
2: <laughs> the Duke.
3: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: and above that on in 31 we have The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask.
3: I got a lot of hours in that one. Yeah, me too. Uh,
2: talking about games with uh, time loops. Majora's Back's yeah. Mask is one of the best. It By it far. Yeah. And the fact that they brought it out so fast after uh, Ocarina of Time was a was a big deal too. So yeah, yeah, that was that, that was the fastest turnaround for a Zelda game ever. I think
3: it really is, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it's pretty much the same. Like, well, same same map, same graphics, same overworld, everything.
2: same character War. models. Um, just tweaked. Yeah, I just tweaked it a little bit, and so. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was just their effort to get Zelda games out faster. And yeah, I guess they abandoned that idea real fast because it's like, yeah, that wasn't very fun <laughs> <laughs> to make. But, you know.
3: Yeah, probably not. Yeah.
2: So, it's a fun game, though. Oh, yeah, it's a fantastic game. Fantastic game. I mean, All it's those masks? one of the darkest. Um, yeah. Well, definitely one of the darkest um, uh, Zelda games ever. Yeah. Um,
3: yeah, I guess you're right. Downright it's scary really at times. You yeah. Know? I mean, the Ocar- dude that had the bag with all the masks, he was right. creepy.
2: Yeah, in Ocarina of Time, you know, that was a pretty dark game, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it's like in Majora's Mask, just went straight there, <laughs> straight into the heart of darkness.
3: <laughs> they were both such great games, though. Oh, yeah.
2: Looking up and seeing that moon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, moving on to the next 10, we have Metroid Prime. 29, Dragon Warrior. 28, Warcraft 2, Tides of Darkness. 27, Star Wars, Knights of the Old oh. Republic. 26, Half-Life. finally oh, yeah. 25, SimCity 2000. 24, Street Fighter 2, World Warrior. 23, Super Mario Kart. 22, System Shock 2. 21, XCOM UFO Defense. And... Yeah, so out of those ten, yeah, better stop there <laughs> again. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I, I could go on because I looked we're, at the next one. The I'm good like, ones now. well, I'm looking yeah. at yeah. the levels at twenty and go. Mm,
1: I better stop. <laughs> yeah,
2: we, we
0: we need a yeah. I mean, we just need to stop right at twenty and just talk about twenty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So don't go there so, yet. Don't yeah. go there yet. <laughs>
2: yeah, not yet. Okay, so Metroid Prime. Obviously. I mean, pretty much every game from this point is going to be like crazy good. Right. Uh, Metroid Prime, I remember playing that game. Talking about atmospheric. I mean, Nintendo doing a first-person shooter and making it work. You know, when everybody was doing first-person shooters in a different way, they were doing it there in the Nintendo way. And Retro Studios really knocked it out of the park there.
3: So... Agreed. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was a first, like, 3D um... FPS Metroid.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I brought Metroid into the third dimension. Um, the exploration, um, yeah. the scannables. I mean, it was just. And it was chill. There was a chill factor to that game that was just. And it really hit me right in the adventure spot, right where I like to be, right where it's like, what's mm-hmm. over there? how do I get into that door? It's like, Ooh, I need to find the power so I can get there. It's like, Hmm, I need to time my bomb jumps to, to get to yeah. that point. I mean, it's like, it took everything that you loved <laughs> about the 2d Metroids and just plopped it right into 3d. And it was just so good. So let's, let's hope. Cool. Metroid yeah. It's Prime incredible so how everything,
0: get,
2: yeah. but, but let's, how
0: everything translated into 3d so well. Yeah. I mean, it was like, yeah, I,
2: I mean, it's like really when you read about the development of that game, you find out how much of that of that stuff was kind of stumbled upon more than actual actually planned. So really? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, You find that most classic games that actually landmark games, they're kind of stumbled upon like right at right up to like the finish line. They finally Uh, figure it out uh, like right before release. uh, You'd be surprised by how many games are like that. (laughs) you know where it's like oh dear we're a year from release oh we finally figured it out let's go (laughs) so you know but metroid prime was kind of one of those uh but let's hope definitely a good one yeah let's hope prime four can live
3: up to prime one so i don't know what dragon warrior is yeah dragon warrior oh
0: you don't know dragon warrior well, it's actually no. not Dragon Warrior. It should be Dragon Quest, but. Oh!
3: Oh, okay. okay.
2: Yes. Our Japanese expert has corrected us. <laughs> yeah, I still don't have
3: much experience with Dragon
0: yeah, Quest. Yeah, <laughs> this is where the Dragon Quest series got started, and for some reason, when they localized it into English, they changed the title to Dragon Warrior. Hmm. Ooh. That's um, and I mean, this is old school JRPGs. Like, your your character, he doesn't even. Well, actually, I think the US version, they fixed it. But in the original Japanese version, your character doesn't even turn. I mean, he's just facing the screen...
3: The whole time? Uh,
0: the entire time, yeah. <laughs> huh. So uh, he's
3: like sidestepping and walking so, backwards. <laughs>
0: right, exactly.
3: You exactly.
0: can't lose but, eye contact. I mean, contact. this is...
3: <laughs> if, you,
0: if you had to go through life that way, man... If I suck. lose eye contact with the
2: player, I cease to exist. <laughs> <laughs> right, right.
0: So, uh, this game is credited as being like the first... Real JRPG uh, ever, so um, even though I'm not a huge fan of the Dragon Quest series, uh, but I mean you have to give uh, respect to this game because we wouldn't have Final Fantasy or you know Xenoblade or any of these other RPGs if we didn't have Dragon Warrior. So right,
3: wow, I didn't uh, know that. Hmm.
2: Okay, yeah, uh, Warcraft two probably one of my favorite RTSs. A uh, real-time strategy. I uh, never played that one. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, uh, you you may not have played it, but you've definitely watched us play it. <laughs> I probably have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. but oh, it's like, man. oh man. Did we play it? The voice lines. Every we time you like poked it. somebody
1: <laughs> enough. Hello.
2: Yeah. Oh, was Hello. that the one where it's
1: like stop poking
2: me? <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
0: Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
1: Done. <dun. laughs>
0: <laughs> you yeah. had the uh, the two headed ogre or whatever. Yeah. And he, he, one of them burps it like, he did it. Yeah. No, he didn't. No,
2: it. he did
1: it.
0: <laughs> work, work, work. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Just all sorts of little voice lines. I think that was my favorite part about that game was when you clicked on things and they would get annoyed. With yeah. You, you know, um, like that, like some of the dwarves. <laughs> yeah. I like blowing things
1: up. <laughs> it's like stuff like that. Yeah, those are real funny.
2: I mean, really good RTS, don't get us wrong, but yeah, the voice lines were our favorite parts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, made, they made it entertaining. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and then Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, I mean, come on. Oh, Best Star Wars I game I wish they would bring
3: that game back out. Well, they, oh my you gosh. can play
2: it almost anywhere now. I mean, you can even play it on your phone. <laughs>
3: oh, really? Oh, yeah. I don't like playing games on my phone.
0: Yeah, it's uh, they've got it on Android and iOS, I guess. Um and of course, if you've got a PC, you can play it and pretty much anything.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Rumor has it that they've already uh, started work on a new one uh, that's going to re. Uh, pretty much kind of like be a reboot to the series. Well, they came
3: out with two, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. Which but, I, I don't. I remember playing the second one, but I don't remember as much as the first one.
2: Right. Yeah. Uh, I think the reason being is just because of the fact that the second one kind of. Um, not, not strayed so much, but definitely uh, went in a different direction um, with its yeah. story and different things like that. I mean, the story in Knights of the Old Republic was just so good. I mean, it, it was just yeah. legitimately good. It expanded the universe in a way that made you go, wow. Maybe prequels could be really cool. But, <laughs> you know. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> when done like this. I just I remember that game
3: being massive.
2: Oh, it was a big game. Yeah, it was a big RPG. One of the few turn-based RPGs that I've ever actually liked. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, but uh then we have Half-Life. Big uh Oh. Um,
3: definitely a top three game for me.
2: Yeah, it needs to be higher on this list, in my opinion. I agree. But uh, but yeah, so important. I mean, it's like everything. Well, that,
3: this
0: is half half life one. So, right. Yeah, right. this is the first one. Yeah, this is
2: what we're talking about. Yeah, I mean, it's so important to games just because of the fact that in first person shooters, you didn't it, it made an emphasis on atmosphere and story in ways that never been done before. I mean,
3: pretty much like I remember. I remember staying up late at your all's house, right up the road here from me. Yeah, yeah. And just being completely consumed by the game. I put the headphones on, all the lights would be off. Yeah. And like I was just fully immersed. Yeah, remember I those headphones
2: I game? used to have that would rumble with uh with the sound? No. No, you don't. Yeah, I had a set of headphones I don't remember that yeah, like with it would take the bass um the bass channel uh, from uh yeah. soundtracks and it would rumble on your head. So you'd get a fuzz. And I don't I, remember that. Then I had a mouse that actually would do the same thing too. So it was like, it was an I old Logitech mouse not. that had haptic feedback in it. So yeah, that, that was really cool. Being able to shoot a shotgun and feel the
3: reverb and stuff. But that but, game, oh, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tell people about that game all the time. It's like Half-Life is the best game you will ever play. Yep.
2: And then they play it, and it's like, "What's up with this game? I don't get it." <laughs> yeah, it's like this game is old. <laughs> yeah, this is old. Man. <laughs> but yeah, so skipping over SimCity two thousand, not out of disrespect, yeah. but just for the simple fact that it's, a, you know, it's a game I don't have much experience with. But Street Fighter two, World Warriors, big impact on my life. Uh, the Street Fighter two games. Um, yeah, I just I love Street Fighter games. I like fighters Uh, in general, but Street Fighter is definitely the one that got me, that gets me the most.
3: I mean, any fighting game, it usually involves one of you two, if not both, in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I remember playing Street Fighter 2 a lot and just... It, it it brought out the worst in me a lot of times <laughs> because I was just so hyper competitive and I hated to lose because it's like this, this is the thing whenever I played a fighting game I felt like I should win and if I lost that, that was a mistake something's wrong I'm supposed to win yeah it's like I'm the best at this nobody else should be winning so if I lose get out of here something's Go wrong <laughs> it's
0: not that they're better than
3: me and then along came John
0: Oh, well this uh, this was this was before I I obtained uh, an interest in fighting games. Oh. I think this was the game that almost destroyed my um interest in fighting games. And oh. um I I can't the tell you how many <laughs> yes. how many matches well, I mean how many matches I had to purposefully lose. Oh. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
3: The truth I mean, out. it was
0: it was my mission not to win, you know, in these games. So, uh, Street Fighter. Um, so <laughs> it was if it, it was lose <laughs> or face the wrath.
2: Yeah. Moving yeah. on, we have Mario Kart. Uh, <laughs> Super Mario. Kart. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: That's funny. Uh, yeah. Uh, moving on to yeah, Super Mario, Mario Kart. Here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, on the uh, that's Super a great Nintendo. game. Yeah real fun yet again another
3: mario game that's not i went back to play super mario kart that game's hard
2: (laughs) oh yeah especially battle mode oh man it's still my favorite battle mode mode. out of all the games though um but yeah it's you gotta wonder this is something that i wonder is like why haven't more people just really made a kart game that wasn't based around racing what if they did make it around the combat you know, like a cart version of Twisted Metal. You know, I was why, why
3: isn't Twisted Metal pretty much that? <laughs> yeah, but it's like a cart version.
2: You know, why hasn't nobody? Why hasn't nobody really dug down deep into that? Into that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but yeah, System Shock Two. Yeah, they
0: need to make a Twisted Metal cart game.
2: <laughs>
3: you know, you I'm know. surprised
2: they haven't done that. <laughs> now that I think about it, <laughs> you know, because they made that a uh, Star Wars cart going thing. around on a go kart. Yeah, remember how they made that Star Wars cart, cart game, where it's like you had, you had
3: Pod Racers.
2: Well, it wasn't Pod Racers. There was like miniaturized versions of Star Wars characters, and they had their ships, and they were like all cutified uh, or ooh, whatever. What and it's like they raced them. It was like a cart version of a Star Wars game. It was weird. Can't remember what right. it was called.
0: Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. It was. Um, wasn't it for the PlayStation Two?
2: Yeah, it was in that era.
0: Yeah, and you had like Darth Maul little like you know super deformed version yeah flying around yeah yeah i, yeah. I mean i never played it but
2: yeah uh, well that, that i remember that one but yeah super mario kart very nice there are better mario kart games out there now but you know that, that one's still really good yeah. uh system shock 2 scared the crap out of me yeah. <laughs> I, Another remember, scary game. I remember you
3: introduced this game to me and it scared the crap out of me. And I will tell you this uh, yeah. freaky little monkeys.
2: You do not know fear until you are chased by freaky little monkeys with wrenches. <laughs> <laughs> and telekinesis. With, with telekinesis. <laughs>
0: oh, man. <laughs> I was just watching you play that game and it scared the crap out yeah. of me. Uh.
2: Again, only played the first 10 minutes of that game, then noped right out of there. <laughs> yeah. But. But even though it's like I've tried these scary games, and even though I wasn't really into them, I still ended up with an appreciation of them, you know, and mm-hmm. realizing how good they were, you know. That's that's the <laughs> funny thing about that. Like, you know. <laughs> well, I don't
3: know. I, I could, <laughs> after, I could appreciate minutes, the quality. Right, mm-hmm. Yeah, I could that's still appreciate
2: the right. quality,
0: you know. I actually have this game now Um, and it's, you can play it now and because of the graphics, it's not as scary at all, but uh, (laughs) at the time it was like, yeah, uh, that's what's funny
3: about some of these old games, like to us, like they mean so much more than like somebody that's young and just looks it up on Google and they're like, this game looks stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And
2: that's why uh, HD remakes are
3: so important.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Right.
2: Yep. All right, and then we have XCOM UFO Defense. Very classic, very hard as nails. Uh, I never got into the out. XCOM games. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. The original Pretty PC hardcore. game. Super hardcore. Super hardcore. But uh, when they made uh, the second, uh, well, not the second game, but the, um, uh, the the remake when they rebooted the game uh, on PlayStation Three. Uh, I, I really enjoyed that one. That was a really good one. Um, strategy, turn-based, had to use cover strategically. Um, you can build up your um uh, your team uh, of soldiers, level them up, give them new abilities, things like that. It was really cool. I, I really like But, yeah, the original XCOM I never had much experience with, but... It has, it has a reputation of being really hard as nails. <laughs> so Yeah. Because there's permadeath too, so you know. Oh. So you can lose your, your uh your units who might have been with you for so many battles and have gained so much experience or whatnot. Oh, and geez. if you lose that, then um you basically you know, lose that unit and all of his experience. So, oh, that sucks. yeah. And so that's what makes it so hardcore. So you'd have to train, train another guy from, from the bottom up again. So that's why it's important to have a unit that you uh, kind of rotate guys in and out of. So, so it was very really interesting.
3: Okay. You guys? That, rem- that actually reminds me of, um, uh, Tom Clancy's rainbow six. Yes, yeah, kind of like you that. would have characters in there that if they got killed, then you, could, you couldn't use them ever again.
2: Exactly, yes. Yeah, so it is It is a lot like that.
1: Yeah. So.
2: <clears throat> All right, so moving on to 20, we have Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> I don't know, what game is that? Yep. Oh, no. And we, we can stop comes. the list right now because uh yep. we don't need to go any further. <laughs> Number yep. one stops at twenty. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> <laughs> nah, no. And that's uh, it, folks. <laughs> what can we say about Metal Gear Solid that we haven't said already? That's that's the tough one. Yeah. I don't um, think
3: we talked about the cardboard box last time.
2: We we didn't lightly mention it, but we didn't uh, mention we didn't go in depth. But yeah. yeah, the evolution of the cardboard box in the Metal Gear Solid series is uh, <laughs> is a fascinating <sighs> one for sure.
3: Um, but yeah, if you haven't played this game by now, just go check it.
2: Yeah, yeah. You just find some way to play Metal Gear Solid,
3: and um, any of and, and them. you'll the, get it. The first one is the best. Yeah, De- it's definitely it's by far best. All the rest.
2: Best, best characters. Best uh, best story arcs. Um,
3: so has David Hayter as the voice of Snake. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so. Yeah,
0: that's all we. Can I wouldn't say. know because I've always played it in Japanese. So <laughs> oh,
2: that's true, and that's never changed. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's <a> different voice. <laughs>
2: yeah, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't change a Japanese snake with, with a celebrity. So yeah, because you know.
0: Now, what did you guys think about the the remake for Metal Gear yeah, Solid Tone on snakes? the? Yeah,
3: um, um, I remember it was on the GameCube, right? Yes, right. Yeah, I remember playing it and not liking the controls. Yeah, I think, I was so used to that PlayStation controller.
2: Yeah, I think the fact that um, uh, controller aside, I really liked uh, the. Um, uh, I, I really did like the upgrading graphics. Um, I like yeah. uh, how yeah. they rewrote some of the lines. Um,
3: I, they did change some of it, didn't they?
2: Yeah, uh, they did re-record some of it, and uh, the guy who played the original Ninja Gray Fox. Uh, mm-hmm. They they had to recast him for some reason or another. So it, was, it wasn't the same voice, voice actor who uh, did uh, Gray Fox.
3: I, um, I remember not liking the game. I, I forgot about that.
2: Yeah, and I remember um, they added in first-person camera on it because uh, that was mm-hmm. something they added in to Metal Gear Solid 2, and that pretty much broke the game. <laughs> I mean, it's like yeah. if you can actually right. – Yeah, that like game wasn't boss, intended to be in first-person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, like coming up and playing, um, uh, playing Vulcan uh, – going up against a uh, Vulcan Raven being in first yeah. person really breaks that, um, uh, that boss fight because you can peek really corners, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. it's like that, that wasn't the, uh, and the same thing with revolver Ocelot, you know? I mean, it's yeah. like, uh-huh. I mean, it's like, Oh, come on. Really? Nobody, nobody spotted this. But anyway, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's I not a bad port. It's not a bad port, but there are things in it that I was like thinking, "Is like you shouldn't have done that."
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, <clears throat> let's, right, hope, exactly. let's hope when they remake the game, and I do believe they are remaking the game, that it's that it's a straight up remake, not just a, a new skin. Uh, yeah, so, and if it is a new skin, just stay as faithful. Well, to remember,
3: it, in it was in Metal Gear Solid Four, wasn't it, where they go back to. to Shadow Moses. Yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, that was awesome. That was just, emotional, man. That it was. It it sent chills down my spine you, being there. You're
2: walking through that snow. You're hearing the flashbacks uh-huh. going through his head. You get into the base. It's all destroyed, and it's like almost a scale of what you remember it. You know? Yeah. And you're just is. over here
3: like, oh man. <laughs> you just that's what s- they need to do. They just need to like bring it out, but then it's like it, they have to revisit or something. And it's just it's old and decrepit now. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I don't know.
2: You could go anywhere with it. Yeah. It's. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then they have the movie that they're working on right now. So who knows how that's going to go? Oh, God. Um, but yeah. Anyway, Doom. <laughs> yeah, Doom. Uh, I'm just going to get out in the list here. Uh, 19, we have Doom. 18, Chrono Trigger. 17, Super Mario World. 16, Shadow of the Colossus. Fifteen Castlevania, some Symphony of the Night, but it's spelled Symphonia of the Night here.
3: Oh, it is. <laughs> um,
2: that that might not be a typo. That might be a, an original title. Uh, Fourteen Pirates, uh, nineteen eighty-seven uh, simulation. Uh, well, not simulation game. Sid but Meyer. Uh, but uh, oh, Sid Meier game. Uh, Thirteen Miss Pac Man. Twelve Star Wars Tie Fighter. Yeah, and eleven. Yeah. We have uh, StarCraft. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we already gone over uh, Metal Gear. Uh, yeah. Doom. I um, uh, talked about Doom a little bit. That game scared me, believe it or not. My first playthrough of Doom, all the way through, was on the Super Nintendo. So. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, that was that was an interesting playthrough. Now you can play Doom anywhere. You can even play it on a. Um, uh, 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 On a pregnancy tester. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, (laughs) it's just insane. These kids.
3: Such a simple code. Yeah, I'm bored.
2: (laughs) I know I'm going to port Doom to everything. (laughs) But, yeah, Doom, classic uh, FPS. Yeah. Scared me real bad. Um,
3: What's Chrono Trigger? Yeah, I've never heard of that game. Oh
2: no, you
3: didn't
2: <laughs> say that. <laughs> You've opened the box. No, oh, no, I'm just kidding. I know what it is.
3: Chrono. <laughs> right uh, why, why don't you take that one, John?
0: Oh, I. You don't want me to talk about Chrono Trigger. I
3: mean, uh, you listen to us talk about Melody. Yeah, Gear. it's only fair. We. we
0: uh... <laughs> uh, this has got to be my maybe my my uh number 1 favorite game of all time maybe number 2 I don't know it's always floating around in the top 2 but
1: wow.
0: absolutely uh love uh this game and um i mean, just like you guys have played uh you know middle Metal gear solid um I've I've played this game so many times um love in the effect, characters love the story level. it's just yeah um so If you want to hear more about that, you can listen to the other episode that I did. Gotcha. Um, But, yeah, this is um, definitely one of my top games of all time.
3: Yeah. Must play RPG.
2: Yeah. You see, Chrono Trigger is the JRPG that makes me wish I liked JRPGs because I, I, I would watch you play that game and I would be like, man, this game looks so cool. I mean, it's like everything from the soundtrack to the character design to the way the story works and the time travel mechanics. I mean, it's like, I remember when you started that game, it was like Magus was, you know, was a big bad guy. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait, he ends up on your team? I'm just like, wait a minute, what's going on? Spoiler alert. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, this was... This was really, it was, it was a dream team. Um, they, they've always called it the dream team, because you had, like, key staff from both the Final Fantasy and the Dragon Quest uh, development teams come together to make this oh. game. Uh, and at the time, you know, Square, Soft, and, and Enix were not, you know, they hadn't merged yet. So, um, they were bitter rivals to one another. Yep. Uh, and so, coming together on this project, it was like, I mean, it was a like, like everybody said, a dream team. I mean, something that, that nobody could have ever imagined happening. Um, and, but I'd say uh, they
3: didn't think of it that way, did they?
0: Uh, I, I don't really know what they thought about it. I've not I've not read any interviews on, on that. But, um, I mean, you can tell that they just, all of them brought their A-game to it. You know, the, the yeah. music uh, is incredible. Uh, Mitsuda Yasunori, compo- he was the main composer for it. Uh, he also got help from Uematsu Nobu Nobuo from Final Fantasy and a few others. But uh, it was his first uh, real, um, I'm going to say, uh, main uh, composition job for a video game. And um, he went on to do the music for, like, of course, Chrono Cross, uh, but Xenogears, uh, several other games. I mean, his music is just incredible. And this was probably the first J- JRPG where the music, I mean, just the music itself, I mean, it just touched you on, on just such a powerful level. Uh, um, so You know,
3: it's funny you say that because I've never played the game, but I have heard the music from it, and the music is amazing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, yeah, like... it was probably the first game that I bought the soundtrack for. Of course, yeah. I've got oh, yeah. a huge collection of soundtracks now, but that was the first one that made me like, I have to have this, you know.
2: <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I will say that even not even playing the game, but just watching it, you know, kind of from afar, I will say I think Chrono Trigger should be higher up on this list, even back in 07. (laughs) So, even I have a hold this game in that kind of regard. Yeah. Yep. Uh, And we have Super Mario World, that's 17, which, again, I'm surprised that one's not higher, but... Um, Yeah, that was actually one of my favorite Super Mario
1: games. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: I mean, a lot of people still hold it as the best Super Mario game. Period. uh, Amongst definitely really good. Um, But yeah, Uh, then you have Shadow of the Colossus, made by Team Eco, successor to the game Eco or Ico. Another unique game. Yep, another very unique game, very fun game. Uh, Yeah. Nowadays, people when the when they made the remake the HD remake of it, people were complaining about how, oh, the game's so empty and this and that and things like that. I was like, yeah. guys, it came out on the PlayStation
3: 2. Really? Yeah. And it wasn't yeah. empty. It was atmospheric. Yeah. I mean, everything it's like, was grand. Everything was supposed <laughs> to be kind of dead
2: and desolate because of these giants. You know, I mean, it's yeah. like at the end, right, you learn exactly. that This whole place was supposed to be a prison. Yeah. You know, for, for a very evil God. You know, and and the thing I don't get <laughs> you know, people is people like, in
3: their first impressions.
2: Yeah. And the thing I don't get, people kind of complain about, why are we going into this valley to kill these giants uh, for no good? For th- these giants and stuff like that. I'm like, well, the guy's trying to revive his girlfriend by pleading to uh, a-, a god that is pretty much in this world, you know, been banished because of his evil doings. So, yeah, you really shouldn't be doing it, but it isn't because these giants are innocent being creatures out in the middle of nowhere being hunted down, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm like, stop having sympathy for these things.
3: <laughs> it's just a game. Yeah. That people enjoy it. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I don't know. I have to admit I was one of the ones that uh, was uh, a little bit more sympathetic towards the Colossi. Um, well, you because know,
3: because... it made them seem so sad. It's true. None <laughs> right. of them like walked around all. They smiling, had no emotion. They. Yeah, they just seemed sad. Yeah, kind of mopey,
2: kind of like Eeyore. Yeah,
3: <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: but yeah. Moving on to, Chris. I would say you know oh, the yeah, horse that you use in that game. Oh, sorry. It's yeah, go Argo or Agro, I guess was his Agro. name. Um, the 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 horse. Yeah. Uh, you know when you at the at the end of the game or towards the end of the game, you have to um uh run across that bridge and it breaks right. and, and agro falls down into the to the ravine or whatever. Yeah. Um the first time I played that game and and saw that I was like, no,
1: yeah, no,
2: no. <laughs> That that, was sad. Oh, yeah. that really was sad.
0: Yeah, it was just heartbreaking, but I was like you know after I because I, I went and got I didn't platinum the PlayStation 3 version, uh but I did get a lot of the trophies for it. And then I did go and platinum the PlayStation 4 which was like a major grind fest oh man I mean, you just have to you have to play until your your health and your um, your grip get to max yeah which means like you have to play through the game like between four and seven times yeah. you know and oh, uh, oh. I was just on this uh, trophy hunt so you just play again and again and again and again and oh. again <laughs> and I mean there's moments where aggro, he just doesn't go where you want him to go and I get so frustrated like aggro, you idiot you know please <laughs> yeah. just go straight down this path. And so, uh, I mean, I I think by the last playthrough, when Agro falls down that pit, I'm like, you know, uh, good riddance, man. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Serves you right for not being smarter, man. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Okay.
2: So... Next up is Castlevania's Symphonia of the Night. That's just spelled here. Is oh, that is that a typo, yeah, Symphony, or is that Symphony. supposed... Okay. So that's just a typo. It's okay. a typo, yeah. Okay. Because I was like thinking, is that a Japanese, <laughs> the original Japanese phrasing? Yeah. Or? We've known it
0: wrong all of these years. Yeah.
3: Symphonia. But,
2: <laughs> right. Again, classic PlayStation uh, 1 game. Um, Never played it, but oh my God,
3: you made me fall in love with the soundtrack.
2: Oh, yeah, the soundtrack again. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, the game, just incredible. Uh, if you're into those Metroid-like games, I mean, 2D Metroid-type games, this is, like, one of one of the best you, you could ever get. Uh, very deep. Oh, uh, um, definitely. Yeah, very deep RPG-like mechanics. I mean, you can get familiars, or you can just play through the game with all just the best weapons and things like that. Boss fights are amazing. Graphically, it's, like, some of the best sprite uh, art you could ever get anywhere. And if you're looking for bang for your buck, this game can last you a long time just because of the way that it literally flips the game flips on its head, uh, in the middle. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's like spoiler alert, but when you reach the end, it's not really the end. It's just the middle of the game because once you beat that boss in the middle, you have to go through the entire castle again, but upside down. So the map completely changes. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. So it is. It's a big
3: game. <laughs> so. Uh, I guess it came out in 87? Yeah. Pirates came out yeah, in 1987. It's, an older game. Uh, it's a
0: classic.
2: Yeah. Uh, it, it's an did, interesting did game. Did you all be- play it? I never played it, no. Um,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got it. Um,
2: yeah. What kind of game is it necessarily?
0: Um, I mean, it's just this. Um, it's got a lot of different aspects to it. It's got strategy to it. It's got just a simulation uh, aspect to it. Um, I don't really know how to explain it. I mean, it's, it's, um, it's a unique experience, and that's one reason why it's lasted for so long as far as its popularity. Even people still, a lot of people still play it today. Um, wow. If you, if you look on it, it's called, uh, the Wikipedia calls it an action-adventure strategy game. Um, but I mean, it blends a lot of different things into. Um, hmm. uh, so, yeah, you just need to go on YouTube and, and check it out, check out some gameplay for it. Um, yeah, I'll have to do that. It's, uh, it's definitely a classic. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Speaking of classics, we have Miss Pac Man coming up at 13.
3: Now, how is Miss Pac Man better than Mr. Pac Man? Yeah. Or just Pac Man. Yeah, I can't. There is a reason why
2: some people prefer Miss Pac-Man over uh, just Pac-Man. I mean, Um, how different were they? There were there were certain things under the hood that made it different, but I don't know exactly what it was.
0: Yeah, this was um, this was like it was right. It was developed by those MIT students. The story is like you know the original Pac-Man was predictable, you know, the, the patterns for the ghosts were were kind of uh, preset and the levels never really seemed to change. Um, so people were able to predict uh, the game so much that, you know, they were not dying, which means that the arcade units were not making as much money. And so this team of MIT t- students decided, let's mod this game. Uh, you know the game code so that it's less predictable you've got more um more stages you've got uh, um, different ghosts and that sort of thing and so they just kind of overhauled the game so that it made it harder for the player uh leading to more deaths leading to of course more money made more uh, unit so right
2: exactly yep and uh-huh. then we have another game that's really high up on my list, and that's Star, Star Wars TIE, TIE, TIE Fighter, which, you know, I feel kind of comfortable, the fact that it's at 12. I mean, I wouldn't begrudge them to put it in the top 10, but I think top 15 is pretty good for this game. Um, But yeah, TIE Fighter was... Oh, man. LucasArts... Obviously,
3: this is a PC game.
2: Oh, yeah. LucasArts, they were just really nailing it with a lot of their Star Wars games in this era. Uh. On PC, just because they were just, they were so good in just how they played, but not just that, but they actually expanded the lore of the Star Wars universe at the time. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, you wouldn't think that something like Star Wars TIE Fighter would have all that much in the form of story, but it really did. And the mission structures in the game were, I mean... I mean, they were just amazing because it's like you would be in a mission, and then all of a sudden something would happen in the middle of the mission where you had to change your attention. And then all of a sudden you have a secondary objective that you need to pay attention to. And it would just throw things at you in very unexpected ways. And plus they added in different TIE fighters and stuff like that. That was just like, whoa, look at that, a TIE defender? What? And yeah, the gunships and their different roles. I mean... It was just, for me, as a Star Wars fan, I didn't really, it's like, I, I, I wanted to fly in that universe. I wanted to dogfight in that universe. I could care less about a lightsaber, although having one would have been cool, but I, I wanted to be an X-Wing pilot. <laughs> That's what I wanted to be. So, you know, to have a game like this, even though I was playing as a TIE Fighter pilot, I mean, it was, it, it was, it was just awesome. I, I love this game. okay and anybody have anything to say about starcraft no
0: um i mean i think a lot of people just like on this list put it higher than warcraft um but i mean i personally just preferred the world of warcraft not world of warcraft (laughs) no no, no, i know what you mean the universe Um, of warcraft the universe, right. That fantasy, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, the, uh, the knights and the, the, uh, trolls and the orcs, um, it was very yeah, I just, the magical, you know, uh, I've never really been huge into like outer space stuff. So, so yeah, the universe of Starcraft didn't catch me the same way that Warcraft did, but I mean, as far as the gameplay itself, of course, um, you know, it's, it's considered one of the greatest real time strategy games of all time, but, um, you know, for me, I mean, that the, the setting, the character designs, that sort of stuff is, is just super important. So I didn't latch on to it as much as, as Warcraft.
2: <clears throat> Sorry. But, yeah, the um, I think the thing about StarCraft is just the fact that it really um, it really took off in a big way uh, as a competitive eSport game uh, when it was at its height, um, especially yeah. in Korea. You know, I mean, it's like just just huge competitive scene with that game. So yeah, definitely Starcraft definitely made its mark um, uh, in gaming. So now we're finally at the top 10 guys. So let's have it. So at number 10, we have resident evil four, nine final fantasy six. I'll just call it for what it is. Uh, 8, Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. 7, Super Metroid. 6, Half-Life 2. 5, Super Mario 64. 4, Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. 3, Civilization 2. Number 2, Tetris. And number 1, the original Super Mario Brothers for the NES. So, with that top ten,
3: how do you feel about that? Um, there's one, two, three games in the top ten that I wouldn't have there.
2: Oh yeah, which ones are those?
3: Well, one obviously would be Resident Evil Four because I don't like Resident Evil games. Right. <laughs> and then Final Fantasy Five or Six, just because. That was before I got into Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. So I never played any of those. And then Civilization Two would definitely not be on my list. Yeah,
2: just because you don't have any experience
3: with it. Yeah, like those kinds of games are cool and fun for what they are, but they're just not my not my cup of coffee. Right. If if anything, I would I would have Age of Empires on there. Ah, yeah.
0: Which yeah.
2: the Age of Empires isn't represented at all, is it? It's not, and I'm kind of surprised. Yeah,
0: very strangely.
2: Mm, even back in 07, that is very interesting. Mm-hmm. You would think they would have at least Age of Empires 2.
3: Like, as far as the rest, I think uh, most of them deserve to be in top 10, honestly. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I look at this list, and I kind of agree. Re- Resident Evil 4 is one of those games where I'm like, mm, I don't know if that's a top 10 game, though. I will say Resident mm, Evil yeah. 4... Is a is again is the Resident Evil I played the most of, uh, mainly because uh, it it was more like a third person shooter than it was a horror game, even though it had yeah. jump scares and things like that and a very scary atmosphere. I I really liked Resident Evil Four. I, I played a good, good chunk of it before kind of bouncing off of it because it was a GameCube exclusive and um, it just didn't feel good as as it could have control wise, but. Yeah, I really liked Resident Evil Four, and another thing about Resident Evil Four, it looked so good. I mean, it looked amazing yeah. for a game at that time during the GameCube era. I mean, it's like you looked at that game and was like, "I can't believe this is this looks as good as what it does now." I mean, it was insane, and it still kind of yeah. holds up to even today. So it, it, it that, that was one thing about Resident Evil, uh, but yeah, I mean, I totally. I, I think that this top ten is pretty good for the time. I mean, Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, that's. I, I feel kind of like it was a safe, is a safe number one. You know, it's like you're not really rocking the boat. I don't think anybody's gonna go. nah, not Super Mario Brothers. I mean, they might swap it out nah. for another Mario game, but you know,
3: I mean, if I was gonna switch Super Mario Bros out for anything, it'd probably be Zelda. <laughs> Right, but right. I like Zelda a little bit more than Mario. Yeah,
2: you feel like it would be a Nintendo game at number one no matter what. Right? Yeah, it would. <laughs> it really yeah. would. It would be, I mean, it's like, I can't imagine anything but a Nintendo game at number one. You know, it's like I'm having but a like, hard time
3: thinking of what that game would be. Yeah, like Tetris. I, Outside I of Metal Gear like, Solid, but you know. <laughs> yeah, like, I wouldn't say Tetris is like one of my favorite games of all time or anything, but it was it was a good game. It's a good Time killer. Like, especially now, since, you know, you can get it on your phone or it's on handhelds and stuff. Yeah. But, like, that was a game that my dad loved playing. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: I, the, but it, it, definitely, cool. it definitely deserves to be on the list.
2: I, yeah, I mean, I know Tetris is definitely in my top five all time because <laughs> yeah. I just love Tetris and it's good for anything. And it doesn't really get old. I mean, it's like you no. – and it carries through the ages line piece. <laughs> line piece. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's like, is it a number one? No, but I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with number two, but you know, yeah. Civilization two. I mean, I, I don't have an issue with it where, where it is in the top five. I mean, it is a legendary yeah. game made by a legendary uh, designer. I mean, I think it's definitely deserving in the spot where it's in, but I don't know me personally. I wouldn't put it above legend of Zelda
3: Ocarina of time. You know. But Well and see, I would have put I would've flipped Ocarina of Time and A Link to the Past. Ah, okay. I would I would I would flip those.
0: hmm Yeah, me too. Yeah, so you would put link I mean, to the past both
3: higher. Great games, but yeah, a link to the past. I mean, it came out first. Yeah, I mean, it's a better game. Yeah, I I'm would, not saying that Ocarina of Time is a bad game.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't drop Legend. I wouldn't drop Ocarina of Time out of the top twenty five for sure. No, um, no. But yeah, I mean, it's yeah, but I, yeah, link to the past over Ocarina of Time makes a lot of sense. Yeah, uh, Super Mario sixty four. I think I would probably put above Ocarina of Time. Uh, on this existing list, um, yeah, yeah, just because of, I mean, Mario sixty four. It's just good. so much fun. <laughs> it was a, it was a good game.
0: Really yeah, was. yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. yeah, and I would dare even say well, Half Life too. Of course, you know, we'd we'd have to put. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, we, I mean, we just have to put, you know, Final Fantasy 6 up into the number one spot, you know, I think, uh, yeah,
3: <laughs>
0: clearly. Just, uh you know, yeah, I think it's pretty, right, pretty obvious. Clearly pretty yeah.
3: obvious. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now
2: that I see it from your point of view, it's, it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. No, now, I-, I
0: am. So, I'm shocked, though. I mean, Resident Evil 4, like you guys have said, I mean, it, why is it in top 10? That, I mean, I know yeah. this is from 2007, but still. That what in what universe <laughs> is Resident Evil Four better than games like, for example, Chrono Trigger or Middle Gear Solid? Yes, um, you know, or Super Mario World. I mean, that, that just makes no sense to me.
3: Way up there in the numbers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: that that one's just <laughs> that, that that I think that's the one game in the top ten that you're like scratching your head about. Is like Resident yeah, Evil right. Four.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: Huh. But yeah, like I, I get Civilization and I get the Final Fantasy, but Resident Evil is just no. It makes no sense.
0: Yeah, yeah Civilization. I think if you were in the, if you were in the PC gaming scene, you know, yeah. and, and you had during that era, I mean, you had people that didn't touch consoles at all. They just played on PC. And for people yeah. like that, I mean, Civilization Civilization Two was uh, just. I mean, it was like Mario for the consoles. I mean, it was just iconic. Yeah. Um, you know, so I understand that. I understand that. Uh, it but, wouldn't be on
3: my uh, top 10, but I understand it. Yeah.
0: Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have to be into that PC gaming scene to, to probably appreciate it. But, um, I, mean, I think most of these titles you know, are so well known that we don't even really need to talk about them. I would be, yeah. I'm interested in hearing, you know, like you mentioned age of empires. Yeah. Uh, as not even being anywhere on the list. I was shocked by that. Um, I was really also shocked that, uh, for example, uh, Elder Scrolls 4 Oblivion was not anywhere on the list. Um, Are there any Mm. games that that you feel like were excluded from this list but really should have been on it? I mean, just off the top of your head?
1: Mm.
2: I personally think uh, something like um, uh, I I think A, Call of Duty definitely needs to be on the list somewhere.
3: Uh, The original Mm -hmm. Call of Duty yeah I mean they had oh, Battlefield in my opinion that's but it's that's like, like the best Call of Duty would be the very first Call of Duty yeah uh, I, th- I, mean, I think it set the pace for all the rest yeah uh, I think that's it, um, I agree I think a Call of Duty definitely yeah, should have I, been I,
2: I think a Ratchet and Clank game could have definitely made the list um mm-hmm. uh This was before any of the Uncharted's or anything like that. You see, that's the thing about um, uh, this list being before the PlayStation 3. PlayStation 3. Yeah. And stuff like that. Because so many games came, so many really good games came out uh, after, during that, during and after that. You know?
3: I got another one Time Splitters.
0: Ah. (laughs) Time Splitters. Mm
3: -hmm. Yes. Yeah. I'm surprised that one's not on here because that was an, an amazing game. Well, at least in that my does, opinion. I yeah.
2: mean, it's like that game, I can definitely see how it didn't make it because when you when you think about how they compose um a list like this, it you got so many talking heads uh vying yeah. for spots. And you know, it's like they might have Well and that's
3: that's what I was wondering when we got to this top ten, is like how how many people were comprising this list? Yeah. How many people were working on it and deciding, okay, right. this should be number one, this should be number two. Right. Cause I mean, if we think about it, my top hundred is going to be different from anybody else's top hundred. Right. Sure. It, um, I mean, some of these are that they're they're so iconic to the history of video games that it's like you'd be a fool not to mention them. Whereas some of them, they seem like well, somebody obviously really likes this game, like Resident Evil Four, like like that would not be on our top ten, I- any of us.
1: Right. <clears throat> yeah.
2: But there were enough voices in the room to get it there. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So,
0: yeah, I mean, the like, IGN offices must have really been in love with that game. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. There's a, there, in 07,
2: <laughs> yeah, a whole bunch of people were really, really into that game. Um, and at that time, justifiably so, because when you look at what was out versus what was to be, you know.
3: And I mean, and on this list, like, they're obviously younger too, because Half Life 2, it is an amazing game. I love that game. But it, yeah. it doesn't beat the first Half-Life to me.
2: Well, for me, uh, for me, Half-Life 2 might not beat the original Half-Life as far as, you know, gameplay uh, or just as a whole package. But for me, Half-Life 2, um, in the way that the, that world was fleshed out. And oh, the yeah, mechanics they did an amazing job. With, and the mechanics with just how
3: using the, um, uh, the gravity gun to do a lot of different stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I guess in, in my mind, like, I guess because, you know, they came out uh, in completely different times. Yeah. Uh, as far as, like, graphically and just, in you know, in the way technology advances. Right. But it's like Half-Life 2, there's nothing wrong with that game. I have no problems with that game. Right. Like, we wouldn't have Half-Life 2 if it wasn't for Half-Life. Right. You know? But it's maybe it's the nostalgia fact like the first half life, mm-hmm. it, it impacted me really hard. Like, it made mm-hmm. me want to play more games like that, mm-hmm. which are rare. Like, there's not many games that are like half life, right? That has it all the sound, the atmosphere, the story, the design. Like, it was all amazing mm-hmm. and still challenging.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's like half life two that one section, in Ravenholm. Mm-hmm. I mean that that whole area was just <laughs> Yeah.
3: So oh, I mean like the innovation they brought with Half-Life 2 with the gravity gun mm-hmm. and the physics in the game. Oh my god. Oh yeah. I remember I remember just like gawking over like the little snippets they were released before the game ca- came out. It's like the demos of the tech and everything. Yeah. And it it was it was mind-boggling how how they could do that with games. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, this this uh it's always fun looking at back at these kind of lists and things from so, so many years back because it really gives you a, an idea of just where where games were. You know, notice how yeah. it's like there are no there, there are really no mobile mobile games on this list. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there really aren't any you know indie games on this list either. You know, because this is before the explosion of indie development and uh, mobile gaming and different things like that. And you know, it's just very interesting just looking at how games have changed and how games are being played today and consumed. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, this is before battle royales and before microtransactions. Yeah, before <laughs> microtransactions were, were were taking a big stronghold into things. So. Yeah, it's it's a very interesting window into uh, what games were being made, what games were being played, and how games were being viewed. You know.
3: Yeah. <clears throat> so, but okay, let me yeah, ask you yeah, about this. Yeah. Um, if if we were to make a list, or if somebody was to make a hundred, top hundred list today, how, what percentage do you think this list would make it on there?
2: I think a good chunk of the top 50 would probably still transfer over, and they might move down or up, you know. Yeah. Um, it would be interesting to see if anybody would actually put Super Mario Brothers, the original Super Mario Brothers, at number one um, over other Mario. Well,
3: yeah, games. I, guess, I guess it would determine who was actually making the list.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's like, do you, what do you have a... What was what's the broad range between male, female, uh, race, um, upbringing,
3: um, yeah, skill level? Because um, it's like I I work with twenty year olds and like they'll mention older games right. to me, and I'm like, oh yeah, that was a great game, and they're like, well, I remember seeing my dad play it. And I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I'd say someone of that that age group would definitely have a different list, but I'd be curious to see how many like old games they put on it. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, well,
0: you can actually go, I mean, uh, you know, IGN has uh, another top 100. I mean, they make them almost every year, I think. Um, Oh, really? But if you look at their 2019 list, uh, there are a lot of major changes. Uh, For example, the number one, game in that list is not the original super mario bros it's uh, super mario world for the super nintendo yeah
1: oh.
0: um so um there's a uh, there's several changes still a mario <laughs> to to the list of of course you know yeah. but yeah um yeah you know, like, it's still a mario like uh, final yeah. fantasy 7
2: got pushed way way
0: down to like 96. yeah it's oh, like wow. barely in the top uh in the in the top 100 um
3: yeah, I guess it so. just depends on the generation you're from,
0: right? Well, and like I said, I mean, it depends on you know the 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 unique mm-hmm. uh, interests and and opinions yeah. of the people that are compiling and the list, I, looking at this. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah,
2: and another thing that's really interesting about the the 2019 list is the fact that there's a Monkey Island game on there. There is no Monkey Island game in this '07 you know, list.
0: Yeah. yeah. So and also. Uh, soul Calibur was listed in the 2019 and none of them are listed here right, um
3: that's
0: right. in this I, there's a few omissions that mortal i thought Kombat? were very strange yeah mortal Kombat. um i'm gonna say um like we talked about age of empires and elder scrolls a donkey yeah. kong country was not yeah. listed a diablo 2 was not on the list anywhere tomb raider was not represented oh, that's
3: at all right yeah um Pitfall the Sims, wasn't even on here
2: Oh, yeah, The Sims wasn't on there either. Uh, Yeah, Pitfall wasn't on there. I mean, really classic games that they just didn't make on the top 100. Would they make a top 200? Would they make that list? Probably, but you know.
0: Well, and I think they would make a top 100 depending on who was making the list. Exactly.
2: (laughs) And that's why uh, um, in these lists, it kind of helps to not be overall, you know, because so many games, because not all games can be – Everything to everybody, you know?
3: Yeah. It would be hard for me to make a top 100 like this, because the number one, I would never want to set anything to it.
0: Right. You know oh, I mean? yeah. Yeah, like that. Yeah, I wouldn't even try.
3: Like, for instance, uh, the top
2: 10 in the 2019 list is, number one is Super Mario World, number two is Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past, uh, number three mm. is Portal 2, number four is Super Metroid, number five is... Portal 2? Yeah. <laughs> More, uh, wow. Number five is Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Number six is Super Mario Brothers 3. Seven is Tetris. Eight is Half-Life 2. And nine is Red Dead Redemption. And ten is Super Mario 64. So, yeah, even that top ten from 2019 wow. from 07 is tr- way different. Yeah. That's
3: funny. Yeah. So,
2: <laughs> really, it does depend on the voices in the room and, yeah. Their, yeah. and their experience. So,
3: I mean, overall, though, out of this a list of a hundred, there's probably only I'd say less than half that I don't care for, yeah, or have any experience with, mm-hmm. yeah,
2: yeah. I was kind of surprised I mean, like, by how many of these games that I have experience with myself. You know, yeah. So I guess we're not too far from the demographic that actually made this list. So
3: <laughs> no, because it's like what you said. Some of these games, like we don't even play. But we have respect for because of what they brought to the gaming community. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like a lot of them make sense why they're on here. But personally, you know, that wouldn't be on my list. Right. You know, like Civilization 2. Like, it's a great game, but it wouldn't be on my list. <laughs> right, right, right,
0: right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, yeah, I understand. I mean, if, yeah, if I were to make a list of top 100, it would be like... RPG RPG, 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 strategy RPG, <laughs> action RPG, 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 <laughs> RPG, fighting game, RPG. You know, and and that would be my list. You know, but yeah. I mean, <laughs> that wouldn't match with with uh, very many people out there in the world. So no, uh,
2: well, no, you would mesh I, with a good number of them, but you know, <laughs> yeah, just not everybody.
0: <laughs> Can you imagine the three of us? the three of us trying to get together to make a, a, a top 100 list like this, you know, the oh three of God. our, our experiences combined. Can you imagine the arguments? <laughs> yeah.
2: No, can you imagine happen. that when you had like 10 other people to the room?
3: Oh, right. 20 oh, other man,
2: I wouldn't, to the wouldn't the want to do that. You know, it's like, I wouldn't well, even see, want we, to. Uh, we'd
3: have to get some, we'd have to get some younger people in the group too. Well, yeah, yeah. we have Eric and Ethan. <laughs> true. Tyler. God, I, uh, I would hope that Fortnite would not make the list. Not Naruto. Well, I friends, think it did.
0: No. On the two thousand on the two thousand nineteen list, Fortnite is is included. Yeah. On the newest uh yeah, it's on IGN list. Yeah. Oh I hate that game. It's
2: not extremely high, <laughs> but it's up there. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. Okay, so uh, you've mentioned two games that you love the Middle Gear Solid and um Golden Knight. Uh-huh. No yeah, seven yeah. And, and half Dol- oh, and half life. Okay, Dol- so, so what is number. your number one then?
3: Oh. Out of what's listed like or just personal number one?
0: Just personal number one.
3: Okay. Like number one game that if if it was the only game I could have, that would be the game. Yeah. Ooh. That's a tough one.
2: Yeah that one's uh Hmm. Yeah, I would say Tetris would definitely be a contender uh, for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I can always play Tetris.
3: Um, Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a hard one. Because, like, I've played the crap out of all of the Metal Gear games. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: So, like, (laughs) I don't know what else I could do in them. I don't know, that's a hard one to say. Honestly, it'd probably be none of those. (laughs) (laughs) It would probably be A Link to the Past, one of the old Zelda games. Okay. Wow. Just because, like, that or, like, one of the Super Mario games, just because, like, you know what to expect in them, but at the same time, it's, like, it's still fun and enjoyable. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know.
2: Yeah, that, that it's it's always really hard when you're put on the spot about yeah, it it's, it's be hard for me to make a number one. Right? Because I mean, like well, so I think there's a difference definitely between probably the one question,
3: of my like, favorite like you know a series. Yeah. But it's I, I really think it, it depends on the question,
0: you know. If you're asking somebody what's their favorite game of all time is one question, but what game would you if you could only play one game again and again and again? Then what yeah. game would it be? I think that's a completely different si- uh, yeah, question, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, I mean, I would have to say like my number one game of all time would would either be Chrono Trigger or Final Fantasy VI. But um, I wouldn't want to play those games for all of eternity.
3: Right. It would
0: it would be something. I mean, well,
3: okay. With that with that being said, then probably GoldenEye would probably be my top game. Okay. Hmm. Like, if I had to share any game with somebody, it'd probably be GoldenEye.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, that that was was very difficult, because the number of games actually pop into my head.
3: Yeah, that's me. Like, I keep getting, like, a snowball effect of games.
2: (laughs) Yeah, like, like, Like I think Oh,
3: wait, but then there's this one.
2: I think of TIE Fighter. You'd have
3: to categorize it by... uh, category yeah yeah
2: i also think of like some the- <laughs> some of the um ace combat games
3: shooters <laughs> yeah
2: yeah like I, I like ace combat 5 i think i think about that game a lot um okay even ace combat 4 for that matter um
3: I for me know. i think i would have to put it into categories as far as like shooters you know uh-huh. arcade puzzle I think that's the only way I could do it.
2: Well, I think the one thing about it is that each game is special to me in a certain way. Yeah. You know? Um, like Ace Combat 5, uh, like I mentioned. It, the thing that makes that game special to me is the fact that it really makes you feel like you're in the air and you're supporting gr- the ground. You know? It's not just about yeah. the dogfight. It's about carrying out your part of your mission so that the rest of the group can be, you know, can do their job. You know, and it's the same thing with TIE Fighter. I mean, and um, yeah, I mean, and, you know, it's like anything like um, stealth games. I like sneaking around, you know, (laughs) yeah, I like sneaking around. um, And if I can avoid killing people, if I can do a new no kill run, then it's like, yes.
3: That's what I'm looking for. You know, when
2: I played Metal Gear, I always tried to go the no kill route, you know.
3: Yeah, Metal Gear. I try to go always, like stealth all out. You know. Yeah, that's that's a hard one. To, that's a hard one to do, John. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's almost like asking someone who their favorite child is. You know, it's that's like, exactly Don't what it Don't make me is. pick. I can't. I can't choose. That, They're like, all they, special. They,
3: yeah. yeah, they all have a unique spot in my heart.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well. Uh I guess
2: this is a good point and good point in the in the show to bring it all to a close. We uh we went, we went to a, through a lot here guys.
3: Oh goodness. I mean it, it was
2: a pretty long session. This almost uh, reached yeah, out as long on four as our hours. first recording. <laughs> so yeah. So I got a lot of work to do uh post production here.
3: <laughs> Next time we should just play D&D.
2: Oh yeah. Oh why not? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Join us next time for the top 100 board games of all time. No. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: yeah. No. I, barely I don't know how 50. I'll do that
0: remote, but <laughs> Oh, there there's a way. <laughs> but
2: well, well with, that has been the top 100 games of of as of january of 2007 compiled by the website ign uh we hope you enjoyed that long-winded conversation feel free to break it up however you need to even though you're at the end and i'm telling you that right now so it's pointless so, sorry about that. <laughs>
3: <But> <laughs> now we're going to do the list in reverse. Yes, just like Castlevania. Thanks for telling us now. Yeah. Symphony yeah. of
2: <laughs> but, <anyway. laughs> but, regardless... This has been the Lo Gaming. Now you pod.
0: listened for three hours. Yeah, you yeah. can split it up however you want. <laughs> yeah. The next, the next time you listen to this, yeah. The next time you listen to this, you can split it up however you want. Yeah.
2: Just remember when you for play this again. Go through, yeah, yeah. When you play this again, <laughs> just feel free to skip around. No. Because
0: this is something you're going to want to listen to again and again and yeah. again and again and again.
2: Yes. And again. <laughs> Put it on repeat. Yeah, but this has been the Lo Gaming podcast. My name is James. John, Brandon, thank you for joining me.
3: Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, this has
2: been a... always a pleasure. Yeah, this has been a a lot of fun. Uh, We'll get this trio back together sometime, who knows when. But until that time, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you in the next one. See you later.
1: And cut. Woo! boy.